Okay, so <laughs> hi everybody, welcome to the show. The stream has started and they're jumping on me already. Um, <laughs> it's a cuddle puddle. Hello everyone, and welcome hi, to Jason. the Ensign's Log Live. <laughs> Let's introduce ourselves. I'm Jason Harding. I'm Dana. I, I'm Steve Shives. And this is the opportunity for everyone to ask questions and 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 basically, uh, I don't know, yell at us for the yeah, last season or ex yeah. If you didn't enjoy it, just mm -hmm. let us know. And also, actually, be, while we're waiting for folks to to jump into the chat Wait. and ask us questions, um, what were you going to say, something, Dana? No, no, not saying anything. It's good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody <laughs> says, ah, there's sweet chief. Um, but uh, no, someone uh, actually uh, so. So, someone uh, pre-submitted some questions for us. Um, that's right, my, that's right. One of my patrons, patrons sent in a bunch of Ensign's Log questions because he has been binging the podcast and, and is not quite completely caught up to us yet, but is, I think, has just kind of gotten started with season four, so is almost caught up, but not quite. Um, and he's I'm not answering a, them. He's, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. You're, you're, well, I'll just, I'll just, I'll pose the questions and you can answer if you feel like it, or you can just okay, tell them. Or you, I'm or only you kidding. To, I'll answer them to the best of my ability. How's tell that? them to go fuck themselves. I'm not going to um, do that to anyone that's a fan of the show, especially someone who has strapped themselves into a chair and listened to 80 episodes, probably yeah. in a row. For free. You're welcome. And this is also a shout out to the person that had to drive across the country and downloaded our entire show to listen to on the way. Yes. I am not saying their name because they asked me not to say it. Because, oh. uh, because it would be compromising to them personally. Well, I mean, some people don't want their names splashed all over the internet. Steve? Uh, Steve wow. and, hey, and Steve Mac. What's up, buddy? And you didn't come to my show? It's okay. I still love you, man. So, <laughs> so, any, so anyway, here here's some of the questions that uh, that Black Cover 95 sent. And Let's who, who, see uh, if this year goes better than last year, Dana. Oh, why why do you say that to Dana specifically? Because what? I don't know anything about Star Trek, and I'm sorry. I, I know. I don't, I don't think that's year, why. Last year, Steve was in charge of asking the questions and staying on top of the thing, and we kept having to do his job for him. Oh my god! Oh, but he's got he's got these questions, and we don't even know what they are. So I mean, he can That's say true. whatever the heck he wants, and we'll just go. With, we'll have to go with okay. it. Okay. Although I will so, say, there's a question in chat. So Scott H, hang on to that. We've got a few questions that we're yeah. Hang on to that, season. Scott hang H. On to that, please. Let's let, let's give Jason. <laughs> yeah. let, let's, hang on to that, Scott. Let's give Jason a chance Jason. to let's defend Jason, myself. Let's give I don't Jason even know a what the question to, is. Let's give Jason a chance to blow off these questions first, and then we'll okay, okay, okay. We'll blow off yours. Okay, what's with what's with the weird character assassination of Galactic Commissioner Ferris? <laughs> I re I rewatched the Galileo Seven, and he was perfectly normal. If anything, Kirk mm -hmm. was the more entitled and obstructive one. Right. Why? Why would we have to do Commissioner Ferris like that? Oh, because it was I don't funny. Know. It's not my fault. It That's was exactly funny. what I said. That's exactly what um, I said. Okay, so here's funny. here's what I did. I usually will watch if we if most of our episodes, our Ensign Log episodes, take place before, during, or after the major events of one of the original series. And this one, the majority of everything that was going on was taking place on a planet where the crew was being attacked by giant cavemen. Wasn't that the episode? Uh, yeah, yeah, the Galileo said, yeah, they're they're trapped on the shuttlecraft and the and every time outside, we yeah. every time we saw, um, uh, what's his name, Counselor Ferris, 
Yeah, Commissioner Ferris. Commissioner Ferris, he was always bringing up what? Section oh, 15. The, yeah, the, 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 the law that gave him authority. Yeah. The law that gave him authority. He kept yeah. bringing it up over and over again in the episode. And so it was just, remember, these are improvised. So I have a slight idea. I knew that I wanted that character specifically to appear in the episode. And then it just he just kind of got crazier and crazier as the improv went on. It's not necessarily a character assassination, but boy, oh boy, it does change his character a lot, doesn't it? that he's made up the entire thing <laughs> that there is no plague that he's deep down very he's been keeping it together for this long but now that kirk's back he loses you know when he loses control it was just funny that's all i don't have yeah. anything against ferris and his stupid little cape yeah <laughs> well and also he's a make-believe man anyway so like, he's a make-believe man it's not like his family is upset i can't believe they've talked about my father that way like he's that's a right man um if you're upset about that you don't want to hear what i have to say about rumpelstiltskin oh so that'll be a fun episode when we when we when we make it to deep space nine that <laughs> oh that's episode. right oh my wait, god wait wait wait, right. wait 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 what the rumpelstiltskin is in deep space nine you we watched that episode dana remember that fictional characters were appearing on the ship yeah, Who else was there? Was Rumpelstiltskin, Buck, Buck Bukai, and remember there was the, the, okay, the fantasy no, 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 version of Dax. The fantasy version of Dax from Julian's nope. Imagination. You remember that, right? Nope. I remember Buck Bukai. I do remember Buck Bukai. You don't remember the scene where the real Jadzia says, she is submissive, isn't she? Is that how you see me? Because we had a good laugh. You, you have no memory of this. No. Okay. Y'all, I forget things. I forget things. That is what I do. Dana, it's the episode we watched last week. No, I'm kidding. It's been a few months. <laughs> that is a but lie. Like it's literally, been a few I just it's been a few okay, months. I just told I just <sighs> told people that we watched okay. that we're going to watch Star Trek next week. So we just watched right. Hilda. Yes. Okay, title well, I, 15. Title 15. Title 15. Yeah. I Thank have you, a title 15. I don't that either. Okay. Um, in episode 29, Jason's name is garbled. Was the audio messed up or is his name really unpronounceable? That was before we had decided to reveal our real names on the, sh the characters' real names on the show. Right. And so I think it's not just garbled. I did some kind of audio trick to just kind of garble it up um before we did because we hadn't really settled on what our last names were going to be our real yeah. last names but we knew we weren't going to be able to pull off the entire uh you know using fake names on the podcast um because we pretty much knew we were going to burn through uh the original series and wind up on the enterprise d and i didn't want the characters to have named characters because i want them to be able to interact and it would get confusing yeah. so i figured at season one was the most that we use them and then by season two we were using our quote unquote our quote unquote real names yeah mm -hmm. yeah well because i i know like before we revealed their real names we went through a couple of different possibilities like behind the scenes i remember at one point you said you wanted the character names to just be our actual last names and it was so it would be ensign harding and ensign shives but then we decided mm -hmm. not to do that and um, mm -hmm. yeah there will be before before they dropped Riker and barkley there was a couple yeah. there were a couple of possibilities as to what their but names would be johnson and splunk sounded better yeah and yeah. so yeah that was it um are cyrano jones and harry mudd really alike Cyrano is a troublemaker, but not the smarmy con man Mud is. Why do you think they're so similar? 
um, because they couldn't get Carmel to play that role again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that he was. It was supposed to be Harry Mudd. Yeah, it was supposed. To, I think it was supposed to be Harry Mudd originally in like a first draft. Mm -hmm. um, they couldn't get him, and the two characters are very, very, very similar. Yeah, um, but they're played, of course, by different actors. In the show, I thought it would just be funny since we've seen that apparently there are disguises that good in the Star Trek universe, thanks to mm -hmm. like Discovery, um, yeah. that of course, I, I've always maintained in my head canon is that the uh, Caramel portrayal is also just a holographic mask. And we actually don't know what, <laughs> never see the real what Harry Mudd actually <laughs> looks like. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, their role. I have no like, idea what y'all are talking about, but I can go with it. Okay, their their role in the stories of their of their respective episodes is pretty much identical. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, you you might be able to say that, like, well, Cyrano has a slightly different personality than Mud, but I mean, like, you can easily, at least I can, like, you can easily imagine Harry Mud doing everything that Cyrano Jones does. In Cyrano Jones has a great name, yeah, but yeah. that's about it, and yeah. lots of pockets. But... Bummer. Oh, also a Lots plus. Of, so many pockets. Dana, if you've never seen The Trouble with Tribbles, there are so many pockets on Cyrano Jones's costume. As as someone who wears women's clothing, I'm so jealous. Where else is he going to keep the Tribbles? Huh? You know? Do, um, do, let's not ask that live. <laughs> I keep my Tribble back here on the on the stand by on my on my dresser. But anyway. Um, I ate mine. Uh, they're delicious, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Oh. Nothing um, but you, meat. You, yeah, I was gonna you haven't have you watched That's not you, true. <laughs> they're, they're, there's fuzz. There's fur. I know there's, there's fur. fuzz. Yes, you, see, that's not meat. Jason, have you watched The Trouble with Edward? No. Now that you have, that? You have Paramount Plus. That it's one of no. the short it's one of the short treks. I think I told you mm -hmm. about it. One with You've the, told one me one about with, it, yeah. With yeah. H. John Benjamin. And and he he his character has almost that exact line in that in that short trek where he says if you well you know once you take the fur off it just comes out it just comes out in one piece and it's all meat like a scallop. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's with the weird music at the end of episode forty nine? Two ensigns walk know. into a bar. Has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> oh, that's called an editing error. I thought maybe that is the that is the weird music that was playing in the bar, and I think I accidentally left it at the. And when I'm editing, sometimes I'll put something at the end of a track, with the right. intention of moving it to another position. Every once in a while, I'll forget one, and I think that's what because you have to wait a long time, I think, to hear that music if you're listening right. all the way to the end. The only time I discovered it was I was listening to the episode. I was doing something. And then I heard the music and I went, I'll just leave it there as like an Easter egg. I'll, I'll just yeah. leave. That was in, that was on purpose. Yeah. Weird music. It'll get it's, people thinking. It's like that post credit scene in the first MCU Spider-Man where you wait and you wait and you wait. And it's just Captain America mm -hmm. like coming in and sitting down and going, so you feel like you waited, for, you waited this long and now you're disappointed, you know, or yep. something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> is Spot based on in real life pets? Yes. Lily, <laughs> Lily, come here. And you're good. And you're gonna meet one. <laughs> Lily's not here. Maybe she'll show up later. Actually, Spot is is based on who Lily replaced, kind of. Yes. It was. So I had a dog who has passed away since before the start of the show, um, Squishy, yeah. who was like my shadow, and he was always asleep 
right at my feet in his little dog bed. And um, to cover, in case the mic picked up, his constant snoring, I decided I'll create a character that is always snoring. That And luckily, we had that episode where there was suddenly yeah. a dog uh, granted with a horn. And that's why he's always asleep. One of the reasons why he's always asleep in those episodes, you know, I think, what, what do we say? He sleeps 28 hours a day. Right. Something like that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, is, is exactly that. So in case we hear snoring, there's yeah, a few things that we covered. Yeah. yeah Lily was yeah. scratching at, at the sliding glass door during recording of one episode and we came up with the idea that it was tina in lizard form scratching at her at her terrarium yeah but yeah. that was that was lily um like they say background noises flavor <laughs> okay and then um these last few i'm just going to throw out at once because they're all kind of related um so if Lenore's fugitive history is erased, does that mean Sharon is still populated? Are Beale and Lokai no longer the last two? If Steve changed history, does Memory Alpha have a different The Ensign's Log than us? Where's the new Timeline's Log? And, and, uh, and related to that, what version of the show did Dana actually grow up with? So okay. So the only things that, the only things that changed as far as Star Trek canon or Star Trek history are concerned. And this is the way I square it in my head because I don't think we're coming back to it. The only thing that changed in the timeline is the relationship between Steve and Lenore. So that never happened. The planets that she destroyed never got destroyed. So Edith Keeler is still alive. I really hope I'm not spoiling anything for you if you haven't reached this point yet. <laughs> We're assuming that most people watching this have at least yeah. have listened to the end. But of season if you remember, yeah. Lenore destroyed Alpha. What was it? Alpha three? Yeah. Alpha yeah, two? The, something the, like the, that. The planet that we dropped Edith on. The yeah. planet that we dropped yeah. Edith off on um, was destroyed by Lenore. Um, the major things that Lenore does, as far as starting to destroy, I, I was going to take it really far. Like she was about to destroy Starfleet, but since I knew that we were going to have this punishment for steve i didn't think we needed to take it that far so the stuff that she did as lenore didn't happen but the events in star trek did so the episode stuff did happen and the only person that remembers any of it is steve right so according to according to memory alpha lenore was cured of her crazy and went on and did stuff with her life and so to rectify that Q stepped in and put, and you know, honest, honestly, Steve created this, this, this temporal, whatever we want to call it. Yeah. It could also be the point where we split off from Star Trek. And we there can are just several, do whatever we want. <laughs> there are several places where we, where if you're a fan and it doesn't square with you, that you could say, okay, when we went back in time in episode four, was yeah. that the first time we did the the breakaway? I think so. We went back in yeah. time. When we went back in time, that was naked now. Right. Um, yes, yes, yes. Because the whole ship goes back in time. Because the whole ship yeah. goes back in time. That's when we split off and became our own timeline. Um, we became our own timeline when the universe was reset for Steve. Um, I don't think we've had anything, any other major like things that could break us away from the timeline per se. Mm -hmm. Or when we went back in time and saved Edith Keeler. 
or right. not saved Edith, or killed Edith Keeler. You could say that. <laughs> and then went back later and tried to save her after we killed her. Right, right. Um, okay, so now to questions from the chat. And Scott H., thank you for being patient because you asked yours a while ago. Um, it's a good question, though. It says, Thank uh, you, Scott H. On the next generation, they drink synthahol. I'd like yep. to get your characters' reactions to the synthahol. What do they think of it? So what do... Like, I would think that Steve and Jason probably don't even really drink it. No, we, we have, have our we have access. Stuff. We have access to real booze. Yeah, we do. But we do. And so know. does Guinan. Guinan has access to That's real true. booze, too. The so, people who drink synthahols are, are... I don't know why they're drinking it. If you can't get drunk, <laughs> why do you drink the fucking stuff? It can't possibly be for the taste. What were you going to say, Dana? So, what is synthahol? It's alcohol that you can't make you drunk and you don't get hangovers. Yeah. It has it, none it, of it, the deleterious effects. Uh, yeah. Apparently. The, uh, Whoa. It's, <laughs> what? No, no, no. What, what, the, the, no the, I love the, that you're just finding this out. This is and great. And that you're like appalled by it. Um, no, uh, no it's I'm, just, that, I'm confused. Okay. Because that assumes, that assumes that getting drunk is a deleterious effect. No. It's not. Getting drunk is the purpose. It's not that it can't get you drunk. It's that you can shake it off. Oh, synthahol can get you drunk, but you can just shake it off. It doesn't like, and, and yeah, I'm, you don't have a hangover or anything like that. All but I know is Scotty got drunk, but he didn't get drunk off of synthahol. Well, no, he got I, drunk I, off that, the real was, stuff. Was, was that because he couldn't get drunk off of synthahol? Or well, he didn't like. He was a purist. He he, he someone uh, remember when the 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 guy in ten forward gave Scotty. <laughs> a synthahol scotch and he took one sip and wouldn't drink anymore but i think the problem was that he didn't like the way it tasted not that that's right couldn't get him drunk yeah mm -hmm. he was like what it's, in places is this it sounds like he's a purist get over yourself yeah. dude well, mm. he's old you know he's but old. i mean imagine imagine that you ordered a steak and you got tofu in the shape of a steak and um, you're like nope nope yeah, ex and and here's the thing there's mm, there's nothing wrong with tofu. Now, the thing is, I have to think about it for my character. Oh, no, I just ate some tofu right now. I don't have anything yeah. against tofu, but it wasn't what right. I wanted. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and and don't tell me that it's steak because it's not. Mm -hmm. It's not. Actually, don't tell me that it's don't tell me that it's beef because it's not. <laughs> it could, you know, mm -hmm. steak has more to do with like the way that it is cut and prepared. And doesn't everyone on the show, with the exception of Data, have like a secret stash of alcohol in their quarters? It seems like, like they literally do. everybody. Is, so okay, so why does it have to be a secret? Is it like I don't know. It's I don't think it's Wait, really you a don't know. It's, it's, it's just something. My theory, something. my theory is that all of all the fucked up things that you encounter when you're uh, on crewing for a, a Starfleet vessel, if they had a bar at the front of the ship that served real alcohol, it would. <laughs> You'd have nothing but a bunch of drunks. <laughs> oh, God. But you can, if, if, if you can get drunk off of Synthahol, then... After why, the episode the... where the entire crew de-evolved. Yeah. How did they not just go How on crowded like a five-day bender? <laughs> yeah. Why is 10 Forward not packed 24-7 anyway? I mean, mm -hmm. that's Seriously. like the... That's somebody like else, some, having somebody around who like has having a, a wide variety of alcohols so that you can make mixed drinks. Mixed drinks are awesome. There's so many different. They like, have mixed of, drinks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and 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 also having somebody with the expertise and you know the 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 skill and the the, the willingness to to go through the work of putting it together, like. No. 
I, I have a theory about that, though. I think maybe the reason why we don't see more people getting drunk in 10, in 10 forward is because they all have the magic food hole in their quarters and they can just get booze right out of there. And Yeah, they can dr and the get drunk day. before they go to go to sleep. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure that's what Riker does. I'm positive that's I'm what Riker positive does. That's, he drinks himself. That, that's it, he drinks himself into unconsciousness every night. Yeah, I think I think my character would have no problem with in the hole. It's like, what? That's, I mean, because that's what she's used to, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Because you, you, yeah, your character would have been, but we're know, not. It's it's yeah. it would be unusual to us because we're from a previous century. But yeah, mm -hmm. um, and every yeah. drinking was like everybody's hobby on the on the old Enterprise because <laughs> those were the good old days <laughs> when the when the doctor would pour you a uh, a snoot of booze. They're like, here you go, or um, we watched Scotty kiss a a, a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Uh, CMAC wants to know, Jason, how'd you prepare your Tribble when you ate when you ate it earlier? Oh, I skinned it. It only has like a clutch of eggs and barely any organs. No eyes, no really. A mouth. Yeah, but like, I did mean, you did you saute you, it? Did you oh no, no. It or is, you just eat it raw, like like no. Like I did it. I did it southern style. I soaked it in pickle brine, and then I uh, battered it and uh, deep fried it. Pressurized. So, so it, it was it was it was like trip the leg. Yeah, so the bones were soft, so you could just no, eat right through them. Not <laughs> the, the, the little triple bones. You have the to little triple bones were soft. You could eat it like an apple. Oh, oh, that sounds so delicious. But 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 just not on Sunday. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, for you maybe. No, just not no. on Sunday. I'm not bringing up Chick Fil A. Fuck them. <laughs> um. Nor Norman Bookwald. Nor Norman Bookwald is perhaps requesting a spoiler. I don't know how we want to handle this. Um, okay. Nor Norman says, so TNG until seventh season and then two years back time travel? Or are we're we not... going to follow O'Brien to the station? So Maybe again, this is this is something that we're going to have to figure out. Um, yeah. As you know, the, the, the plots of the show really kind of depend on the three of us being together. Um, and we have, I've thrown out some ideas for how we're going to handle this. One of us could leave with O'Brien. Because I think that happens, what, in season five? Seasons, season six. Is it season six? Ha halfway through season six is when DS9 starts. And then the other one comes over to DS9 with Worf. But that doesn't happen until DS9 season four. Right, so, um, so there's, a, there's like a gap there that we would have. To we may in. just finish out TNG and then go to DS9, you know, when it gets and, good. Yeah, and just <laughs> skip the first couple seasons, yeah. Well, After like seasons, you're making me watch. Hey, okay, mm -hmm. listen. I like the early <laughs> seasons of Deep Space Nine. I have, I am a, I am a stalwart defender of Deep Space Nine from the beginning. Oh, we know I that, like, Steve. I, I, I know. think, I, I think it gets better. I think Jason's right. It gets better as it goes along, mm -hmm. and it really hits its stride in like season four. But season one of Deep Space Nine is fucking good. I will fight yeah, somebody over that. Deep Space Nine season one is a is maybe the best first season of any of the shows other than classic Trek. When Cisco goes bald, that's when it gets good. Yeah, when he goes when he you when just he, click through him. Is this a bald episode? No, when fuck he go, it, I don't when, care. when he goes full hawk. Yeah, when he goes full hawk. <laughs> when he's he's got the when he finally becomes Captain Badass when he's Captain no longer hawk. commander. Yes. And when he, um, when, he, when he yells at people, like, the whole top of his head flips back like a toothpaste tube. Mm -hmm. I think what we'll do is we'll probably, we will probably come over to DS9 when Worf comes over. Um, well, it will be before Worf comes over because 
because TNG was off the air for like two years before Worf came back to Deep Space. Two hard years. He he didn't join right like after after TNG ended. Okay, yeah. So we can we could join after TNG goes off the air. Oh sure, boss. Anything you say. I'm just suggesting <laughs> we do whatever it's yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you go to DS9 and we'll just finish up the rest of we'll I'll just go do my own scene. podcast yeah. on Deep Space Nine. <laughs> then it will become the loneliest loneliest ensign. The loneliest ensign. Or or you know, the loneliest crewman. Yeah, oh. depending. <laughs> well, no, he's remember we finished up the last season. He's now. I know, but we've still got several I'm, years to go. <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a I'm a lieutenant, aren't I? I'm a lieutenant JG. You're a lo yeah. you're a lieutenant JG. Yeah. So that works. Um, so I'm still not as high in rank as you two, but uh, no. But I'm but I, I but I'm I'm one bump above an ensign. Um. One pip. One, yeah, well, a hollow pip. Just a little teeny weeny yeah. hollow pip. Round pip. Let uh, me see what other questions we have in the chat. Um, they don't have any. It's fine. They, they just worm, been yakking. Winged Worm asks, how does Steve Johnson feel about his fake name now being a real first officer? I don't think we've addressed that. Have hmm? we? Or, 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 maybe, or maybe we mentioned it and thought like that. Isn't it weird that the first officer's name is my old fake name? I think we might have mentioned it. I don't think I don't... we've ever brought it up. I don't think it would be like that big of a deal. I think it's something that my character might bring up in like a moment of pettiness, you know, sure. to try to make some kind of irrational point, you know, like, oh yeah, he, oh yeah. Like really. you do. Like, yeah, exactly. Like he has, he, yeah, Riker, where have I heard that before? You know what I mean? Like, it's, and it's like, <laughs> and it's like, and then, you know, one of you two would be like, what point are you trying to make exactly? Mm -hmm. You know, cause I'm just lashing out in bitterness and it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. It would be. It would probably be something. Like that. Yeah. Well, considering yeah. that we left your character, your character had a shitty year, and we left you on a high note, right? Yes. <laughs> so it, it's, not gonna, it's not going to stay that good forever. <laughs> well, and like, and I've I've told you guys both, and especially you, Jason, when we've talked about the show, like off the air. I mean, that's I. I love when Johnson is having a bad time. I know. Because I know. Because it is so much goddamn fun to play. I mean, you had so much fun smashing that penis. <laughs> oh my god, yes, yes, it was hilarious. It was so much fun. And like when the when it's like the Q stuff, where like everything was going wrong, and Q was like tormenting him, and it's like the whole the whole world is collapsing in on him. God, that's fun to Steve play. Steve Shives, secret ham. Actually, no, not really secret, not secret at all. Secret. Not so secret. <laughs> not secret, I don't think. Um, uh, Jonathan it is. Bell. Playing, playing those big parts is just <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> oh, by the way, CMX suggests, as far as the drinking, he suggests that uh, they pregame before going to 10 forward. So people people are already... Are already They're already washed. Yeah. Um, no, Jonathan... see, 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 I disagree with that, though, CMX. I disagree with that because I mean they're 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 in a post scarcity they don't have money do they have to pay for drinks at ten forward no no then no. that then that removes the reason to pregame because that's why you pregame because when you go to a bar <laughs> it's so expensive like, so gonna, you just I'm make drinking. sure that you're taken care of and then you go get a fancy drink but you don't have like all the different kinds of yeah. alcohol to make you're like because I'm also, getting that <laughs> give I'm me a that. gallon of everything. I'm getting that no, two drink minimum, and that's it. You want one that's like it. a teeny weeny drink, so it's not stupid expensive, but it has like seven different kinds of alcohol in it because you don't have. Well, I mean, 
on my budget, <laughs> you don't have that many different kinds of decent alcohol. So you make Jonathan, sure you're toasted ahead of time. Jonathan Bell has uh, a complaint. I, you know what I'm uh, going to order next oh season? What's in that weird red bottle that Guinan has under the bar? I want a glass of that, that weird red, red bottle. Oh, yes. Oh, my bar. God. Yes. Gimme, gimme. Oh, oh you don't, don't want to drink out is. of that. You don't yes, want to drink do. out of that. I do want to drink out of it. I want to drink the fa I want to drink the, the the liquid from the magic bottle with the stupid backstory <laughs> that we didn't need to hear. Um, because they're what you're talking they're, about. they're a race of bartenders apparently. Apparently. Um and Guinan just so happens to have in her personal possession this incredibly important cultural artifact. Well, remember Guinan's Guinan's the most important Elorian ever. That's true. Um Boy, if we we, 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 we can save complaining about Picard for a little bit later, maybe if we wanted to, because <laughs> oh, that okay. might take now a while. <laughs> um, yeah, Dana, you don't, it, it, you're not watching Picard and be, and you're better off. And I, have, I still, I don't think I've watched, I may have watched most of TNG at this point, but I'm just like, right. yeah, I'm saying, I, I'm saying, I'm saying that the point, and there's nothing wrong with Cynthia Hall. I mean, um, unless that's not what you're used to. Like, you know, Scotty, they, they were just like, oh, this isn't real news. Well, no, it's not real news. It's synthol. Get over it. You know? So, yeah. who cares? You cranky old bastard. Leave him alone. I'm sorry. Um, no, you're not. So, <laughs> I wish I wished he replaced Jordy on the Enterprise. Oh, damn. That's now you're. Jordy gets on the shuttle at the that's end of it. That's a low blow. Bye bye, Jordy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for giving me your job. I'm a better engineer than you. And also, was... I'm getting laid tonight. <laughs> I was driving starships <laughs> while your great-grandfather was still in diapers. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Bell says, Jonathan Bell says, the podcast feed episode titles are really long. On some of my players, all I ever see is a long list of the Ensign's Log podcast episode, if that much. <laughs> Any chance of shortening this? So what? So what you need to do is take your phone and turn it the other direction. Thanks, Dana. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. No, I, I see the same thing. Yeah. I usually only get the Ensign's Log. I have to wait for it to scroll across the bottom so that I know which episode I'm listening to. Um, I could, but I mean, it means taking the the out, so it becomes just Ensign's Log, which is Not doable. necessarily. You could just put the number up at the front. I could. Could start with the number, yeah. I could. I could do all of those things. For for crybabies like Jonathan. You have you have. To, not, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. to be creative. Is that so bad? I'm, I'm just having fun. He's not um, us, okay? You can say mean things to I me know, and Dana know, because know. we don't give a shit about your goddamn opinions about us. You don't, but don't you, you do that we, to the fans. We, we have a rapport. We um, have a rapport. Winged Worm wants to know, on Deep Space Nine, how many times do you think you'll interview changelings? I mean, it could be every time for all we know. Yeah. No idea. That's true. At least once. Well, it, depends. it also <laughs> depends on how many times we interview people. For exactly three and a half seconds with no one no one witnessing it, I did a spot-on Odo impression, and That's I could right, never get did. it back again. Yeah. Odo is – I think we talked about this at the time, like because I can do an okay Odo at times too, but it's like – it's really tough to dial into that exact tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if one well, of I'm not can... a monster, Siamak. <laughs> I think I think there's some projection there. Oh, okay. What? 
Steve? Uh, Commander asks, it's kind of more of a Deep Space Nine question than a, an Ensign's Law question, but uh, says, I always wondered why Cisco was Commander and not Captain. And I think they mentioned that in the, uh, the documentary, that they originally envisioned him as a younger character, and then mm-hmm. when Avery Brooks was cast, they didn't... They just couldn't update the script to say captain yeah. instead of commander. <laughs> it was back in the 90s. They were still on typewriters. They couldn't do search and replace. Yeah, mm-hmm. actors, actors. you know, once they had their lines memorized, I mean, it was locked in. <laughs> yes, it was Avery Brooks was like, you can't change him to captain. I've already memorized all these commander lines. I won't know who's talking to me. <laughs> exactly. They'll say commander and I'll be like, or they'll say captain. See, exactly. I just did yeah. it there, sir. Avery, that's you. Oh, my bad. Can we go? Can we go? Can we go back? <laughs> there was not enough. Okay. There was not enough jazz scat in that sentence to convince me that that That's, was Avery yeah. Brooks. <laughs> did, did you ever see when he was at? He it was one of his last convention appearances, and it was just him being interviewed on stage by a moderator. Uh-huh. And the moderator and the moderator said, uh, "So how are you doing?" And he goes, "Just trying to stay alive." <laughs> <laughs> he's but, he's real stoned. He's like, real stoned. But in that like a really in like a in like in like a happy voice though, not like in a depressing like he was gonna kill himself. Just like just trying <laughs> to stay alive, <laughs> you know. Like oh boy, you are on your own uh, planet, man. Uh-huh. Uh, Winged Worm says Guinan has immunity to Q's power. So what if the red bottle is the source of that immunity? Oh, who knows? Maybe. I bet. I bet. Whatever the explanation is, it'll be dumb and not related to the story being told in the episode. But we can make up our own. Re- we can make that's, up our own stuff. We can make true. up a better reason. And which we can't take it, much, will it? And then we can make it the subject of our show, so it won't be extraneous information that slows It's probably down. full of pee. It's pee. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's, it's Q. It's 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 QP. It's QP. Q release. Which I guess is the, the distilled universe. Q, Q played a prank on the Elorians. He was like, they think it's some kind of magic elixir. I just took it into a corner and took a piss in the bottle. They've been drinking from it to summon us for like a thousand years. Nobody. She didn't even drink it. She just poured something. Did she not? I thought she drank it. I don't care. Ah, How about that? At that point, my eyes had rolled back <laughs> into my brain. I, just, I don't I care. How about that? <laughs> I was just staring at the floor going, I need something to talk to Steve about. May as well finish it out. Norman Bookwald has a good question. Uh, will okay. Scotty, will Scotty or Spock recognize us, meaning Jason and I, when for him to go to Romulus? Yeah, but or, you or, know, or that, or that he secretly contacts you or something because you because right. you guys knew each other. I mean, if we wanted to have like Spock stuff on on the episode, but when people go, oh. when people go, you know, oh, that's kind of ridiculous. You have to take a look at it. Scotty would recognize us and not think it's weird. No, he wouldn't. He's in the future now because he put himself into a transporter yeah. buffer for 90 years he would be um, like oh you got you too yeah yeah remember the time where the god apollo stopped the ship with a giant green hand oh yeah, yeah that some <laughs> of the stuff we come up with is not nearly as um not nearly as crazy yeah as some of the original series stuff we're star vulgar star yeah, yeah we're, we're vulgar. vulgar yeah star trek is weird like weird <laughs> shit happens in star trek so and political yeah, weird and political. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Oh, uh, Radical Bacon says to me, hey, Steve, can you introduce pro wrestling to Quark? I feel like that has to be a story at some point. I'm not allowing Space it. Nine. It's not my, allowed. My, my character has to, with, to you. <laughs> has to collaborate with Quark on starting a pro wrestling league on the station. No, I would, I, I would offer to help Steve, but I'll forget. And, and then there has to be a Klingon who is a legitimate fight promoter who is like a rival to our wrestling league. And wants to destroy us and shut us down. I think the most that will happen is that there will be an existing wrestling league called the UWL, the Universal Wrestling League. We, I, I can and, go with that. And somehow I can... The, but, but couldn't it be the GWL? Somehow I convince you that you could be a pro wrestler in this oh league, Steve. <laughs> and Quark, Quark can be your manager. <sighs> Actually, and the first, the first people, and I, I already because I watched that Q and A. Um, imagine who you'd have to be wrestling against. Number one, I disagree. There'd be no Klingons. There would be no Klingons in the UWL because okay. it's because it's storied, right? Right. Yeah, the Klingons wouldn't wouldn't yes. like pro wrestling. The, the yeah. Klingons wouldn't like pro wrestling, but you could get some Nausicans in there. Nosikins oh, sure. would probably be down for that. Because uh, I would do it to get paid. Yeah, I would love Those to see some Nosikins do some FaceTime. You know, do uh, what do they do when they challenge the other one before the before? What do they call that, Steve? You know all the words. What do they call oh. that? Nerd. When Come they on, taunt nerd. somebody. When they, oh, when they cut a promo. When they cut a promo. Yeah, when yeah. they cut a promo. Yeah, I could definitely. Human, see. human <laughs> wrestle. Human have match. <laughs> I think that a set of tag team pack-led wrestlers would be great. Oh, my God. And, like, they they don't know any of the rules, and they keep forgetting the spots. Like, <laughs> no, you're supposed to pin me. You pin me, and I kick out at two. Why? I want to win. I want to win this <laughs> yeah, time. Yes. The pack-led just decides, <laughs> my mom's watching. I want to win. I'm going to hit you, and you're going to fall down now. You need to. Act Why aren't like you falling down? I'm going <laughs> to hit you harder. You didn't act like it hurt enough. I have a razor blade. I'm going to cut you. <laughs> yeah, I mean they always have razor blades. Mm-hmm. Not <sighs> on the base. Um, not on the base. <laughs> so Prog Kansas says on the next Q episode, get that bottle in the story. I don't think yeah. we're in that much of a hurry to. To get the I'm not in a, in a hurry to watch the rest of the fucking show. I there's only there's only three episodes left. Yay! This season. This season, and then there's ten more next year, I guess, and then it'll be over because they're only. Doing I I can't years. wait for the episode where they demystify the Q continuum. That'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait until they do like an entire scene about how Picard got. How how Guinan got that bottle of whiskey that she got from Picard that was mentioned in one line of dialogue in the Scotty episode. Oh yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, that we have to explain that. You have to see that. You can't just have that be something that was mentioned on a show. Since we I had to yeah. had to know that that uh, Picard as baby Picard had had parent trauma. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. apparently that's the only that's the only interesting. He couldn't just grow up happy. In a fucking vineyard. No, he had to have a psycho mom. No, no. Happy families are boring. Everybody knows this. That's the point. That's we don't need to see. That's why, anytime that's they why show you us, skip it. Anytime they show us it. baby anybody in any kind of prequel bullshit, it's always just stupid nonsense. Na, 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 na. It is. Na, I don't care. Na, na, na. 
I don't care how hard your life was when you were a baby. <laughs> by the by the way, speaking of of uh, of uh, wrestling in Star Trek, uh, Ghost Wheel has a suggestion for the best name ever for the Klingon fight promoter, Don Kling. I feel I, I feel like first of all, funnier than any joke, <laughs> funnier funnier than almost any joke I've ever seen on Lower Decks. I'll just put that just so long there. as he talks exactly but, like Don King, <laughs> but he's a Klingon. Yeah. <laughs> the greatest fight in the Empire or the Federation. <laughs> um. Oh, get yeah, the yeah. bottle. I think that would be. I think that would be fun. Break what? the break the bottle. The magic bottle. Oh, break the, the magic bottle. bottle. Yeah. And, and replace it, and and you have to fill it up with something else. Yeah. One of us has to pee in it. Not it. No, <laughs> not it. Did you see that liquid? Whoever peed in it is very sick. It was black. Very, it was black. Also, how did it go back in time to an alternate to an alternate uh, timeline? It's Star Trek. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. It, it fell into a black hole. <laughs> we just dropped it into one. It's it's as good as anything they ever come up with on the actual show. It's what happened to V'ger. Yeah, it fell into a black hole. Mm -hmm. Or or what they used to call a black hole. What they now call... A plot hole. A (laughs) space... It it traveled really Uh, far. Look, it traveled really far, okay? You know, black holes don't do that. We know that now. They don't do... You don't travel anywhere. Except just to die. oblivion, yeah, you just, <laughs> you just die. die. Unless, and except in in the the new movies, where if it's uh, if it's a red matter black hole, then sometimes you go back in time, and other times. Oh, that's right. Die. All right, it depends. Uh, oh, John- brighter. What? Jonathan Bell has a question for Dana. Uh, what do Ensign Clifton's passengers, meaning the other entities that have inhabited her body, do while she's asleep? Uh, various things. I mean, it, it's an opportunity. I mean, just because they are non-corporeal, or, or I mean, they're sharing her body, they that doesn't necessarily mean that they're um, that they don't need to rest as well. And they they cycle through it while she's while she's alert because you know most of them, I mean she's made it clear and they get along pretty well. She's made it clear that you know her body, you guys are guests. Um, and uh, but sometimes they'll communicate with each other. Sometimes they they they, they are, are active in her dreams as well. They sort of influence, you know, what's going on in her subconscious, which they might do while she's awake because they are there. They're still active. They're just not necessarily um, out loud, if that makes sense. Don't forget the superpowers. You have superpowers. Remember, you can you can heal quickly. No, nope, I forgot that. And you have Is super strength. Huh? We'll Is remind the guys. It probably isn't, but you did do, you did, you did super heal once last season. Yeah. You did. You super healed once. We're kind of keeping it on the down low. Yeah. Did I super heal me or did I super heal one of you guys? No, yourself. Yourself. You, you have can... like a super healing ability. Yeah. I don't remember this at all, you guys. You're going to have to re-listen to the entire, the, I don't know which episode it is. You're going to have to re-listen to all of season four to find it. Um, and can I just say that uh, it 
we didn't make it a focal point of of the show, but no, I but I think we mentioned it. It was we we made light of it. The fact that my character had baby and it like ruined his life, and he stopped at nothing to get rid of him, and basically contributed to him becoming this incredibly evil entity. Um, and Dana's character has baby and several other similar entities living in her body and is fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that. I love it. It hasn't so ruined much. her life at all. It hasn't. Yeah. What were you going to say? Yet. Yet. I don't know. I could change let's, my mind. Let's, let's, exactly. Let's be clear on this. The, the story is ongoing. But also, I mean, it, has, it hasn't been just ideal and perfect. There have been some complications. It's just, it's just a matter of, you know, different response. And, and let, let's, let's be clear. Baby was its own being and made its own choices. Although, even though those choices were in, in response to some of Steve's actions, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, that, uh, and that's what Steve hated about it, was the baby was his own person. That was the whole problem. Yep. <laughs> it's like, but it's my dick. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't care if he's a real, if he's his own person. But at the same time, yes, I mean, the, the, it, 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 you guys, the, the, they escalated from each other. Oh, big because time. like Dana had, uh, Clifton had some of the same issues when, you know, baby was not supposed to be talking and baby was talking. I am getting an echo. Are you guys getting an echo? Is, is it a problem for anybody else? I'm if no. it's just me, I don't care. But if it's, if it's messing with the stream, then I want to. No, I don't have it. I was gonna say if, if I need to if I'm sorry, if, I'm sorry if I haven't pushed the right buttons or if like I think it's through the earbuds and everybody's like, Dana, your it's coming out through your speakers. And I'm like, I think I'm hearing it through my earbuds. Not. That has happened before. Yeah, no, you sound okay to me. <laughs> okay. And I'm, and I'm, I'm but sure yeah, if like, it was like, a problem on the stream, people would be saying something in the chat. <laughs> I hope so. Um, so okay, thanks guys. So like I think baby acted out more because Steve tried to be controlling. So it was, it was a continued escalation on both parts. Let's face facts. Steve tortured him. Yeah. Steve oh, locked oh, him definitely. in, locked him there in was, underwear. Didn't, didn't let him yeah. to talk. Didn't let him do anything. Ruined his relationship with Baylock. Um, there was a lot of stuff. There was a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Paul. No, I, I'm guessing not that much thought went yeah. into it. Paul is Paul is asking: Was Baby not a direct abortion slash bodily autonomy analogy? Nope. Yeah. Not nope. Really. Not At really. Least, I mean, there's not, definitely not there's definitely not intentional. Yeah. There's definitely not, some bodily autonomy issues there. Sure. The if you only knew the the level of comic contrivance that went into getting us to the point where Jason's character. Uh, had to touch my character's penis <laughs> that was like the guy that's the intentionality there that was the mm -hmm. intention behind a lot of that baby stuff when when we were doing that story was we need to get to a point where jason is forced in order to resolve this situation to put his hands on mm -hmm. steve's dick that you have to it. remember that a lot of this is improvised baby's name just became baby because that was improvised in the scene it was we were trying to create an analogy I could well, see and, where someone yeah. might pick yeah, one yeah. up. Well, and, and but... because they're, they're, yeah, they're, the situation is analogous. I mean, there, there are some parallels there. It's not an exact parallel, but there's, mm -hmm. you know, analogy can, I mean, an analogy isn't an exact parallel. So, yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. 
Um, and a couple people in the chat are, are expressing uh, enthusiasm about the prospect of when, when we get to our version of yesterday's Enterprise. I don't know. Which, which one is that? That's the one where... Isn't that the, where Tara comes back? Yeah. Well, we, no, uh, Tasha. Yeah. Tasha. I, I, yeah. I was close. I remembered yeah. something. The when, the Enterprise, when the Enterprise C comes through the, the, the time portal and reality changes and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we won't remember when reality changes. We change too, right? The right. only one so that's immune we'll... is Guinan, right? And we'll probably both be dead. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll do. I mean, it'll probably we'll, we'll just we'll do the alternate reality version of our podcast. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Wait, what's this? We we both, all three of all, us. The Sorry. three of us. Oh, God, Dana. God Jason, you fucking <laughs> asshole. Look, it's my prerogative was... to forget Dana all the time. Sorry, yeah. Dana. <laughs> no, it's it's okay. It's okay. I forget things all the time. You don't forget nearly as much as I do. I think I think that's fair. But you know, mm -hmm. I was I was acting. I was trying to figure out because we time travel, we would time travel into a world where we're at war with the Klingon Empire. <laughs> In which case we might just quit. <laughs> <laughs> we would just leave. Now that would be funny if the alternate versions of ourselves were still recording the podcast, but we weren't in oh, Starfleet anymore. But we were on live, Earth. We yeah. were just living on Earth, far away from the war. Like, boy, could you imagine if we were serving on one of those ships with our free food and free housing? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I really want to go fight this war. Um, you had me at free food. I know. Mm -hmm. right? um, you have a hole in the wall that gives you whatever you want. Yeah, like exactly. I'm staying uh, home. I have all the pie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Paul Wilson says, I always thought baby ruining Steve's life was supposed to be analogous to a woman being forced to carry a baby that she didn't want. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, I, I see how you can read it that way, but that wasn't our mm -hmm. intention. And no. it, it was mostly about, at least from, from my perspective as as the creator of, of Steve, it was it was about his pettiness and his childishness and his selfishness. And getting you know, to say was, penis on the stream a lot. Yeah, Getting to make all those dick jokes that that one guy yep. in particular didn't enjoy at all. <laughs> It was, like it was almost member... as if all of season one was just one giant dick joke. It was that's there true. Was, there was one member of our audience that really did not appreciate the number of dick jokes in season one because of the baby story, which <laughs> I don't. I don't think we toned it down. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cetacean navigation. Here we come. Yeah, we replaced that with cetacean navigation, which we've gotten rid of. By the way, that's gone. Oh, I, I don't think they replaced I, actually. I, I I had an idea for that. What? That um, that in the absence of the cetaceans, because because they will have been taken out for their murder trial. Um, those in the absence of those cetaceans, mind you. Well, and and yeah, in the absence of yeah, while the tank is empty for however long it's empty, uh, Picard's fish has taken it over. No, that's where he and, goes when he's not in Picard's yeah, ready room. There, there, yeah, there's like a tube that connects the the little Livingston. aquarium. Livingston, yeah, Livingston has a button where he can beam yeah. from that fishbowl. Into... <laughs> He's taken oh, over the tank, and like when and if we get new cetaceans to re to you know to restaff cetacean navigation, he is like very upset about having to give it up. Okay, so so question <laughs> from me: If uh, cetacean navigation is is you know if if the tank is empty and we don't have our cetaceans, how is that affecting navigation? 
how did it affect navigation before when they only mentioned it once in the entire seven run series i don't know i'm not the star trek nerd okay (laughs) yeah well that's the thing is i mean it's it was never i i think until lower decks it was never actually mentioned on camera in any of the shows it was it started as a joke on like blueprints in one of the technical manuals i mean it wasn't a joke it was an actual thing right but it it was never it it, it was never mentioned on the show. oh no not on the show just once it's 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 status as canon was extremely questionable no Um, they do mention it in one episode of tng do they yeah just once yeah but they're the person who mentions it is probably drunk it's data oh so it's so (laughs) so maybe not with a drunk so maybe not maybe not maybe so so he's Mm -hmm. so he's so he's high on cocaine Instead. that's right <laughs> that was that we'll make that canon the data is, is just <laughs> data, fucking constantly snorting nose candy data has a huge coke problem and and he gets it out of the replicator hey, hey, so hey, what you can you do the problems but really you know how is he how else is he supposed to do all those calculations per second yeah the scenes we don't see is him sweating constantly <laughs> Showing up to the bridge with like his his eyes all bloodshot and mm-hmm. oh, Mister! I repainted my quarter three times today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm I'm braiding radical bacon just just because I'd love to learn how to French braid. Don't know how to do that. Yeah. Ghost Wheel says the problem with your fans is that they overestimate your thinking capacity. Well, thank you for that. That no, but that's not Thanks. true. That's not that that is not true. It's it's not our thinking capacity it is that they underestimate how far we'll go for it for us for a dirty joke yeah that's true that that that's what it is y'all for a dirty joke you you would (laughs) yeah that's kind of true look what we did with loxana troy (laughs) yes that's right Oh, speaking of who? Look at what Mr. no, so look what we did to Mr. Hom. I was going to say Mr. Hom. <laughs> I think Mr. Hom was my favorite like recurring, you know, at character that we that we borrowed from the actual show. And for, remember, for, in uh, the show, she does season. say that she had to let go of Mr. Hom because of the things that he was thinking about. Right. So, so we it's... didn't make it up out of whole cloth. We made that entire him being jealous of everyone that's that's going out with Loaxana, um, <laughs> based on something that was said in the show. And I love that. that so yeah, that, the... that that shows, um, that that shows that that we do have a fair amount of thinking capacity. We just you know we use it for the dirty jokes. That's true. right. And we and and if and and you know, I <laughs> exactly. Well, take take like a little thing from from the show as like a starting point, and then build something on top of it. You know, mm-hmm. and and, and like, like you did with Commissioner Ferris, like take the fact that he he mentions Title Fifteen a couple of times, and be like, okay, maybe if he's like super hung up on that, <laughs> you know, yeah. like self conscious about that, and like, mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want. Title Fifteen, you know. Yeah, see, Mac, I was dying during the Mister Home scenes too when we were recording the episode. That mm-hmm. was that, that. I think the the that some was of the a times, lot of fun. Some of the times that I that ha- this uh, in this most recent season when I have been the closest or 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 have outright cracked up during a recording, it was the Mister Holmes stuff because Jason mm-hmm. that fucking that fucking voice you give him, <laughs> Mister Holmes, <laughs> and then he's like Steve Shives. <laughs> it's 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 a weird amalgam of I have to base it on. He says two words. He says three. Thanks yeah. for the drinks. 
that's it. Um, yeah. So I had to base it on that, and then I threw some bad German and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. The governor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You will not disrespect my lady. You will not disrespect <laughs> my lady. <laughs> you so will not fun. go near her. So much fun. <laughs> and then when he threatens me, he's like, I will kill you. <laughs> I will rip your body would, into pieces. I will throw you through the bulkhead and kill us both. <laughs> yes, that might be the. I think I actually did lose it when you said that when mm -hmm. we were recording. Because, yeah, that's such yeah. a funny line. I will throw you through the bulkhead and kill us both. Anybody comes <laughs> after us, I will kill myself and then her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Everybody gets fine. Mm -hmm. <sighs> um. Oh, Commander Tuvok says I didn't think anybody knew as much about Star Trek as me until no. he dies. Oh, look at that! that I don't know if I, I don't know if I should take that as a compliment or not. <laughs> <laughs> nerd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the that's the thing is like because you know sometimes when I and I I think this this is. It's um, a point that I think you and I differ on a little bit, Jason, because I think I think you are a little bit more sensitive to like contradictions and inconsistencies in, in continuity than I am. Yeah, I am. Um, but it's not that I don't because I mean, I know I, I have like a memory for Star Trek. Like I know a lot of this stuff by heart. I mean, I feel like I have a pretty good, um, you know, uh, collection in my head of Star Trek trivia. Mm -hmm. um, it's just yeah. that. It's yeah, well yeah, of course. It's just that if the story I'm if the Star Trek episode I'm watching contradicts all of it <laughs> but uh -huh. is a good story, then right. I don't give a shit. You know. That's yeah, then I don't give a shit. I care mostly about the story that I'm watching right now. And if it doesn't match up with something else, I don't care. It's a made up show. Uh but you know, I am I I think I'm in the minority in, as far as Star Trek fans on that. <laughs> you are. Seems yeah. seems to be the case. Yeah. And there are fuck ups. There are fuck ups oh, yeah. plenty in, in our show. Um, I'll give you a good example. Steve, uh, the entire universe collapsing in on itself is because I said Steve's real last name on the show and no one caught it. And we worked it in, yeah. And we worked it in. Yeah. Um, and I caught it on the when I was listening to it and editing it. And yeah. I was like, oh, it's too late. It's in there. And that's when I started thinking about, well, how can I, because I was already thinking along the lines of some catastrophic thing that Steve's fault and that Steve was going to have to make some sort of decision. Um, and uh, I just used that as a springboard with everyone saying his real name and not knowing his real, real name, you know, not calling him Johnson, but calling him Shives. Yeah. And him thinking that it's a huge practical joke. Um, right. That was all just, it started because of a of an error in the improv. Because usually you're pretty good at catching me when I, because I will stay, say my last name or your last name. Um, usually Steve's last name. Not so much Dana's. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it happens. Uh, we have, there's a very nice comment from Andre, Andre Kriskovich, who says, can we all take a moment um, Dana's ridiculously good voice acting in Arrested Developments. That episode got genuinely emotional. Which one was Arrested Development? Oh, is that the one where I where 
Which one is that? Is uh, that, that the last that, episode? That's, that's the, the last. Uh, that, that, that's the one where yeah, where, where I, Tina I, has I, to arrest I, you. I assume oh, yeah, they're yeah. referring to where Tina has to tell Jason that he's that he's going down for mm. time crimes. We went through a lot of things in, with the relationship with between Tina and Jason. What was going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. in season four i'm really glad that that we changed some of that stuff because i was i was really not when when it was gonna be that it was actually wait we have we have we revealed we've revealed that it wasn't actually jason right? we we alluded to it i'm yeah, pretty sure the audience hey audience you guys know what happened at the end of yeah. season well, I mean, four I mean, right when, when when your last words are here's to getting away with it <laughs> like i feel like that's <laughs> so a, there's that's, that. a, that's a clue but yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, when, when you said that, you know, it had been Jason, you know, continuing to mess with the time stream. And I was like, there's no way that Tina doesn't know about this. And he said he's not. And he's been lying to her this whole time. Yeah, I didn't like and that. Then, and, but we got, I was so glad that we got rid of it. Mm -hmm. so glad the original, the original one was that Jason had been using her time ship to fuck with the timeline. Um, and lying to her about it. But I think we had established between the Tina and Jason character how much they are in love and how the Jason character just would not lie to her. Just wouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it seemed too far out of character for him to do that. So we changed it. Well, like to give his word and then lie about that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, it was a lot darker. <laughs> the ending of, of season four was a lot darker than what it turned out to be. Um, and you're going to find out more about that in season five. Which we record the first episode of tomorrow. Where it's going to get really confusing. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, oh, I'm really excited. I have uh, no, so, I, I, I'll, I'll have no idea what's going on, as per usual. <laughs> uh, we, uh, there's a, another couple things in, in the chat I want to bring in, but uh, CMAC has pitched this a couple of times in the chat already, that um, even though Jason is, uh, is staunchly opposed to us ever having a sponsor on the podcast, um, mm -hmm. that CMAC thinks it would be funny if we got hymns, which I believe is an erectile dysfunction <laughs> concern, um, to, to sponsor the Ensign's Log so that Ensign Johnson could do a, an ad read for him. The erectile dysfunction. Yeah. yeah. She wants us to do ad reads for dick pills. Yeah. Well, he. Okay. Yeah. 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 You see, I thought it yeah. was just going to be made up Ferengi stuff. That Ferengi but dick pills. You know Ferengi, Ferengi. sell dick pills. Oh, of course they or do. Or ear pills. That's true. They would be ear pills. Yes. Yeah. So mm -hmm. If, if, if your, your lobes are no longer sensitive to umaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if your uh, lobes don't get full enough. Oh, exactly. Jesus. So nice to see people who, who love that episode of uh, with Arrested Developments. Because uh, yeah. I, 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 when I was editing it, I was like, is this too serious for these two characters? Is our audience ready for this kind of level of sincerity between the two between these two characters. Yeah, and... I think it's, I, I love how it's, I think it's a nice foil, a nice counterpoint to how mm -hmm. the show usually is. It's, it's fun to throw in just those yeah. moments. Because we're going to have another breakup where our two characters are going to break up again. And I said, no, fuck it. They've been through enough. Yeah. You know, the two characters have been between her being a... a an iguana and then an iguana with a voice box and then an iguana living okay. inside of a, a robot and then <laughs> yes 
and now she's kind of this organic android they've been and separated by hundreds of years and all of this other stuff it was just like having them break up again would just be kind of dumb yeah so yeah, only, it's it's you could only ping pong so many times before it starts yeah. to get old you know, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. and the whole... breaking up again you know mm -hmm. who cares yeah. <laughs> and apparently this worked instead because people cared <laughs> Yeah, we're not Ross and Rachel. We're not doing that shit. Well, and like um some of my like some of my favorite comedy shows have been shows that have not that have you know been willing to get sincere and get serious. Um like I mean all all in the family did that a lot. And sure. and all in the family and our 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 style of humor is very different from all in the family. Our show in general is very different from all in the family, but but it would still have those moments where it would get super real and super serious and you would really feel it genuinely and then like the next line would be something so funny that you would fall yes. on the floor. You know. So and I feel like our show can get close to that in our in our best moments, you know, where you can the characters are are well drawn enough that they can get serious and do something that we're not going for a laugh. But mm -hmm. then, you know, like, then, like, something else can happen. Some, what the, the third character can come in and do something stupid and it's funny again. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to get your dramatic beat when you have to kill Jason. Oh, I can't wait. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to kill my best friend. We're going to recreate the, the, the ending scene from the third man on the, on the podcast. <laughs> Can we recreate the the Ferris wheel scene first? Sure, because <laughs> I sure. know you want to do an Orson Welles. I know you want Evil Jason to be Orson Welles in the Third Man. Medha, you're so sweet. They like the one where we got married to that little crab dude. What was his name? <laughs> By the little crab dude. By, By the, the little, little crab, crab dude. dude. And I can't think of his name, but playing him was such oh, was so wait, much fun. He's in my he's in my notes. I'll have to go back away. Easy. <laughs> I remember the crab. I remember. It's... I don't remember his name, but I remember the crab god's name was Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy the crab god, and his name was. It was. It was a very. It was like Sebastian. It wasn't Sebastian because that's the Little Mermaid. But it's Jimmy like... spelled G H Y M M Y, and then an alien character that cannot be translated. <laughs> yeah. You'll pledge your ever-loving devotion to a crab god whose name is Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now you belong to Church of Jimmy, okay? I keep meaning to bring in more by the many legs of Jimmy. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, by, yeah because that, you're because you're in the church. Yes, exactly. Yes, I'm in the church. Yeah, by the many legs of Jimmy. Uh, Medha <laughs> also asked a question earlier. Says um, a cetacean question: Would the Borg assimilate cetaceans? Because cetacean <laughs> ops and Star Trek Four shows that at least in Trek, dolphins and whales are very intelligent. Yeah. I would love to see one. I don't know yes. how they'd work it. I, 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 Matthias. Matthias, that was his name. Yes, it's, Matthias it's, the uh, crab. I have, the notes are just like looking through the notes are so much fun. Um, notes: Lieutenant Commander outranks both ensigns. I needed that. I yeah, know that, you know. And um, Doctor McKenna, the worst Scottish accent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, and you know, speaking, we someone brought up how great Dana, how great your performance as Tina was in Arrested Developments. Um, you. you you've played so many characters, and like, I mean, Jason's played 
I, Jason's probably played more total characters than you have, but a lot of your characters uh -oh. have, been have been recurring. Uh oh, uh -oh Steve, you, you froze there, Steve. We, we got to hook oh. up, Steve. Sorry, can, can is is everything okay Jason's now? Jason's played more total characters, and then I lost you. Yeah. Can, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah, you're good now. Okay, so I got I, I got to notice that my internet connection was unstable. It's not my fault. Uh oh, Steve, you froze again. Oh, I did? Steve, what? Yeah, you what? did. <laughs> Steve, Steve's always saying, always saying it's not his fault. He's back in character again. Is that, mm -hmm. is ever is ever is everything okay now? You're fine. Okay. You're fine. Okay. Oh wait a minute, you froze again. Oh my god, you're such an asshole. <laughs> you were such you an asshole. You earned it, though. The oh, great crab god Jimmy. No, but um. <laughs> But I think I think Jason has played more total characters, but Dana, a lot of your characters were um were recurring. So you Season had to, three. You, you, yeah. You had to have like different characters sort of in the air at the same time, you know? And I which I think you did a really good job with. Not at the same time. Not well, were... during, I mean I mean that you could you would have to come back not like at the same time, literally, but Arrested like, Development, they, you're playing Dana yeah. and and Tina. Yeah, that was that was, that was a challenge. That was definitely a challenge. Did I have Dana? Was was uh, Clifton talking to Tina? No, that hasn't it was, happened it was just, yet. Okay, it was just in the same episode. Yeah, I've had, had plenty of opportunity to talk to myself on the podcast. That's fun. That's great. <laughs> it's hard. I'm let's sorry. let's all remember the 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 episode where we're all getting together to talk about our plan of raiding the uh, Romulan Section Thirty One base and all of the characters except for Steve. You're playing me. everybody, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jeez. And I'm just like, yep, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Braden, Braden Heckman wants to know. <laughs> I like this question. Okay. Bra Braden Heckman wants to know, do any of you have dads? Yes. <laughs> in show? In the show? In, I, I assume in the show, yeah. Yes, yeah. but now that we've traveled to the future, mine is dead. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Steve and Jason's parents, or at least you're, yeah, because you have you have a Vulcan mother, so I guess. My mom's still alive. alive. Yeah. 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 But yeah, my my character's parents are long dead. Yeah, because it's we we traveled a hundred well, years in the future. Well, your dad well, no, my, is. Actually, no, my mom is. My mom, because my mom is... My mom's never gonna fucking die, but my dad, whoever, whoever my dad happens to be, my dad, you would we, think is we we know dead, yes. we know, don't we, Dana? Yeah. <laughs> we know who his dad is. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, you're right. I, you know what? For a moment, for a blissful moment, I forgot that the Johnson's mom is is alive and living on the ship. That's right. <laughs> she will. I will never be rid of her. She will. She will outlive you. She will bury me. On the final episode of our podcast, my character will die, and my mother will be giving my eulogy. He was but such a sweet boy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to miss him so much. Time to make another one. <laughs> Good thing I got that uterus replacement. I've saved some of my eggs for just such a moment. <laughs> She's got them in a little satchel. She carries them with. She pulls them out of her purse. Here we go, Doctor Crush. I have a thing. Keep them ass. under her breast so they're nice and warm. <laughs> Put them in Deanna Troy. <laughs> Oh my God. She's got nice wives. <laughs> Put them in the Joy. She won't mind. She's been impregnated before. She's so understanding. Um, Meta wants to ask uh, about Uki E.E. E. Johnson. Will he ever come back? 
Oh, Steve, Steve, my, half, half dolphin my, son. Yes, my, yes, my from from the alternate timeline that we accidentally erased. <laughs> Anything's possible. That's the great thing about Star Trek. Anything is possible. Yeah, we can make up any kind of time thing or alternate alternate reality or whatever we want to bring whomever we want back, uh, either from the dead or from not existing. Which is where Uki what was his full name? Uki Uki E Johnson can come back, but he's such a great character. So much fun! Oh my goodness! I don't think Steve could actually stand him in real life. No, that I think that in if we real life, him, if we did bring him back, I think that would have to be the gag that like he's like my, the ultimate Starfleet officer that I would grow to resent him like really quickly. Yes, yeah. you would. Yeah. <laughs> Because you, would be you would try to compete with your own yeah, son. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's 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 the the essence of 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 Johnson is he's incredibly shallow and thin skinned, and and is easily threatened by if he even gets a whiff that he thinks other people might like this person more than they like him, or or think that this other person is better at something than he is, then he reacts very badly to that. You know, that's like his whole oh. thing. We've had the first guess as to who dun, dun, is dun. pretending to the be voice. Splunk. <laughs> Uki E is the big bad currently pretending. <laughs> well, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? Yeah, we will. We will. <laughs> also in the notes, never alter the timeline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, oh, so some random geek wants to know is Riker a fuckboy yeah that's all he's been saying That's like, yeah Riker is of course Riker's a fuckboy why do you say it like that you don't I mean, know not, it's, not an, it's not an insult he could get those women back to his place and he could just cry at the edge of the bed for the entire <laughs> evening I, and then all I want is a real connection with someone and, and then it's desperate begging for them not to tell anyone <laughs> Please don't tell anyone that I did this. Please. Don't tell Jordy. Oh, God. Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> Snotty crying. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Endless amounts of tears and snot. Wiping his ah. nose on his sleeve. Oh, they're no, still no, doing No, no, no. Just letting it dribble. Just letting it dribble. Mirror Uki ee. -E. Yeah, it's mirror oo e ki e ki. Yeah, yep. yep. Uki e e. Don't confirm shit that I haven't come up with yet. It's mirror uki. Yeah, stop giving us ideas that we might want to use. Then you'll be like, I told them that on a live stream. They took my idea. We all already know who yeah, it is. Yeah, you can, you can, you can sue us for the royalties <laughs> of our free unofficial. <laughs> Fan <laughs> Freeman, I promise I'll stop playing the trombone, please. Oh, yes. <laughs> <sighs> you know, he, he plays the trombone sadly on the edge of the bed. He plays it Whoa. when he loses it. He plays, his, he plays it when he loses his erection. Oh, Meta has a good. I think I think we talked about that Meta, 
that if 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 Steve was in Uki'i's life, that it would it would have ruined him. That like the thing that made him so awesome in his yeah. alternate future was that Steve was not his father. I think we was, talked about was, that yeah. on the show itself. Yeah, yeah. was you not actually. Yeah, with you in his life, you guys just wind up becoming basically trailer park people. Yeah. Well, or, or you just or if drink like beers time, and yeah. If there's a time skip in there somehow, where where he, he, he comes back after having not grown up with Steve, and then he is this badass, and then he meets, you know, he he reconnects with Steve, then mm-hmm. it does. Then he can, he still is the badass, but that's when it does not go well. Yeah, I agree. Like, oh, it's my awesome son. Yeah, I he agree, knows. Mystic Shadows. I hated the fact that Riker ended up with Troy, or that Troy ended up with Riker. Amen. I didn't God. like that. I didn't like it in Nemesis because it felt like, oh, they just did the most obvious thing. You know, I think that was my problem with it. It's not that I have a problem with those two characters being together just, you know, necessarily, but it's, well, but it's like Nemesis was, was the last. Radical D&D Bacon, movie. get off of this stream. <laughs> <laughs> Nemesis was the last TNG, was the last TNG movie. And it's like, oh, Riker and Troy are getting married. And it's, oh, okay. It feels like they they just went for the most obvious direction, and that's what I didn't like about. You it. know what I would have liked? What? I would have liked it if Riker was all by himself in that big house, and Picard just has a throwaway line about Troy, like, "Well, you know, she's an emotional vampire now. She's wanted <laughs> in at least five systems." Oh my god! That something <laughs> happened to Troy that broke her ultimately. I would feel bad about that. And then Riker because, says, "Shields, good." No, 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 no. Because like, that means she's dumb enough to get noticed. But what if she's like a vampire queen, and she's got this black ship that looks like a spider, and she sits in a throne, she's wearing all black, and she has people dragged before her so she can suck their emotions directly out of their brain? <laughs> ooh, ooh, and and the and the Borg are no longer a thing. Yeah, she's destroyed them all. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That works. Do us all a favor. Do us all yeah, a favor. Well, no, no, Please. no. But that's 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 the story. It's like she's now the big bad because she's wiped out the Borg, but now it's her instead. Yeah, uh, Picard is life force now. That's exactly right. Some random. He was in that, wasn't he? Wasn't Patrick Stewart in Life Force? I, am I the only person that remembers the movie Life Force I... about or, about I, space no, vampires? I never, I never saw that. I never saw that. Oh god! I have no clue what you're talking about. Um, you were like three when it came out, Steve. So well, I don't... then I don't remember it. Yeah. Okay. I think Patrick Stewart is in that. Somewhere in a week, he is in it. Since you're the person that brought it up, he he had a lot of very interesting credits in his film career pre Star Trek for sure. Yeah, Troy and Worf did work better. For some reason, Troy and Worf did work better, but I don't think that Troy could be into the rough stuff. I just don't see her. I don't. It would be a new color on her. That would be like Bruce Bruce color. It'd be a Bruce color. But I mean, well, I mean, I always like Worf and Riker. Ah, yeah, they and they were depicted at one point as being close friends. Who you know, friends. Worf and Riker. Worf and Riker. Riker. Yeah. There was that episode in season two where they were, when they went to the holodeck together and they fought Skeletor. And there was that scene on the bridge where Picard was. And both their shirts were off and they were breathing heavy and they were sweaty. And Picard was like worried about Riker. He was worried that Riker would get hurt by going to fight Skeletor with Worf. 
And Troy mm-hmm. had to calm him down because he was like pacing on the bridge, like, oh, I hope this is okay. <laughs> I wonder what he thought they were going to do in the holodeck together. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, your character probably knew because you probably, you know, booked you probably a watched. session for them. Yeah. Oh, sure. I'm keeping all the secrets. Fallout Two Forever has a good question, or a question that we get a lot, which is why aren't the Let Me Listen podcasts on Spotify? Thought they were. One second. I also get. I also get people also ask that about um, iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I guess it is now. Because I have been fighting with them for years, and they ask me about it, and I say that's a Jason question. I have been. I have been fighting with them forever. What, what, what is the source of your fight? Why are you fighting with Apple? Uh, Apple lost our feed and won't let me log back in. Ah. So, to confirm the feed. So, one second, I'm going to... So, it's not a personal issue between you and Tim Cook? It is actually very much a it personal is. issue between you. You just need to take him out. I do? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like take him out to lunch or like take him out? No, no, no. It's like Jason says. No, the other Jason. Okay. I don't know. That's not it. It's, it's, it's like the other Jason says. You have a problem. All you got to do is add a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> Boom. Different problem. Problem solved. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Uh, well, I'll get that fixed. I'll get that fixed. We'll see if I can't get it. I thought I thought we were on Spotify because we download to a lot of different to a lot of different podcast websites. So I'll yeah. have to check that. Okay, thank you for letting me know that. That's that's troubling. The problem is going to be solved. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Or, I presume it's going to be solved because. I don't have to worry about it, which means somebody else knows what they're doing. That's somebody else being Jason. Yes. Yeah. Now, if it was up to Steve, I'd be less confident. Well, and I'd be more annoyed because it will be my problem. Not my circus, yeah. not my monkeys. <laughs> <sighs> but you can find us on tons of other places if you feel like going outside of Spotify. Yeah, I mean, you know, what's wrong with SoundCloud? Are you mad at SoundCloud? Everyone's mad at SoundCloud. I don't know. I actually, I listen to it. When, usually when I listen to it, um, I, I listen to it through Google Podcasts. Oh, do you? I mean, okay. yeah, yeah. I just go through SoundCloud. Click. <laughs> okay. Is that it? Everyone's done? Do any yeah, do we have do we have any more questions about the show or about other stuff that you want us to uh to talk about? Radical Bacon says there's a full moon tonight. Any plans? I'm gonna go to bed. I'm it's raining bed. where I am. I don't even know. The old people are gonna go to bed. <laughs> I'm gonna go to bed. You're not we old, have to, Steve. We have to rest up for tomorrow. You That's young right. punk. Be- because we are recording uh, doing the next podcast tomorrow. We're re- yeah, we're recording the first episode of uh, season five tomorrow, and Jason and I are also doing the next uh, late seating, our mm-hmm. review of, of Platoon, which I watched earlier today. Oh, that got you in the mood for this for this Q and A, didn't it? Yeah, I watched it right before. I was like, yeah, now let's go talk about Star Trek. <laughs> Yay! 
with the the image of Willem Dafoe's tragic death fresh in my mind. Like, Yay! Oh, yeah. You mentioned that, and I was pretty sure you were talking about Willem, not Dana. I, well, and also, I, you know, actually, I texted you that earlier. Uh, Dana said, are you watching Platoon? And I said, yeah, Dafoe just died. And then I thought, I hope she knows I mean his character. <laughs> and that I'm not, like, reporting the tragic death of Willem Dafoe. Well, in that Willem case, Dafoe I would... Dying? In that case, I, exactly. I would know that you meant Willem Dafoe and not yes. Daniel. No, Daniel Dafoe is definitely dead already. Willem Dafoe exactly. is not. Yeah. Okay, if you say so. You didn't. Okay, think. people just started asking questions because they think we're going to go away. Is that always <laughs> the way? Okay, we're going to wrap up. Oh, more questions. <laughs> That's cool, though. Um, David C. Drake says, how tempted are you to jump forward to, en to do Ensign's Log episodes of Picard? Wait, what? No. Come on, you know? <laughs> after, after this season, after this season, not very much at all. Aw. No, this season, I mean... Jason, I know you... How would we get in there, number one? Well, yeah, we, we would be stowaways on their little tiny ship. Yeah. Um, very, if you want an entire season of... Well, number one, it's a short season. It's only ten episodes. Right. Um, of us whispering to each other because we're locked inside of a storage locker on that stupid <laughs> fucking ship. And like one of the one of the uh, the uh, Rios holograms keeps coming by and pestering us. I think the Borg Queen is outside. <laughs> Why would the Borg Queen be on this ship? That makes no sense. I'm gonna go shoot that murderer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you love you love calling Girati that murderer. That's my favorite She's thing that about, murderer. That's my favorite thing about talking with you about Picard, because you always bring her up and you're like, and then they're talking to that murderer. <laughs> like, God, I love it so much. But this season, like, I don't know, Jason, would you, do you agree with me that so far this has been the worst season of any Star Trek show ever? Yes. Ooh, yeah. That is saying yeah. something. The last episode of Picard was so embarrassing that I texted Steve. Yes, it was just it was yes. so embarrassing that I I I literally went to the scan bar and I scanned past the embarrassing thing because I just couldn't. I don't. I I think she started the very first frame, the very first line of that song, and went nope, and I just oh, went yeah. right when past she, it. When she started singing oh. "Shadows of the Night." Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh well, boy! Which is wow. such a good song. Which is such a good song. I love that song. It's my oh. favorite Pat Benadar song. Um, oh golly! My hand hovered over this last episode when she walked into that bar so she could break a window. Yeah. Oh. Here's a question: no Why did she? Why did she have to walk into the bar to break the window <laughs> when she could have just it? broke the window from the outside? <laughs> Wouldn't Here's it be another more of a rush to break it from the outside. Here's another question: When they saw the broken glass, when when seven oh nine and I don't know the Raffy. drug addict, Raffy, Raffy whatever. The drug addict. She's addicted to everything. <laughs> you not, have like the most judgmental nicknames not, for these characters: the murderer, the drug addict. If it's not snake leaf, then apparently she has a problem with drinking too. Yes. Um, why is it that when she saw the broken glass, Seven and I had to pick up a bottle and throw it on the ground to see how the glass broke? She was doing detective work. She's no. learning. She was learning. Yeah, I have no, no idea. That made that didn't make any sense to me either. It didn't make any sense at all. At all. I'm so glad I haven't watched the show. You're not yeah. missing a fucking I thing. I would be oh yeah, you're not, and it would probably be painful to you because you have a much lower tolerance for bad shows than than I do. But it would be fascinating, Dana, for you to watch it and then we could talk about it just in terms of writing mechanics. Because for me, that's what makes it so bad. 
Because, like, I, I mean, I, I have been generally positive or at least optimistic about the new shows up to this point. Like, this is the first season of, of the new live action shows, at least, where I have thought, okay, this is just a bad show. You know, mm -hmm. where I, I haven't found, like, very many positive things about it at all. And and the big thing that makes me feel that way, that sets it apart from the, from the other stuff and makes it, like, that much worse, is the writing is just fundamentally bad, like, in basic ways. Like mm -hmm. characters, characters don't have motivations. There's no, there's no clarity to the plot. Like nope. episodes begin and end in really, really weird places. Um, it's just like they, it, it feels like there's, there's been some kind of mistake. Like, did they edit this episode wrong? Well, I mean, like, doesn't it's that... rec can't recognize his own father until it's convenient for him to recognize his father. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't he know what his dad looked like? <laughs> No, uh, uh, now uh, I, I was I, I was thinking we could do um, we could do a, a spinoff. Maybe I don't know if I could make it through a whole episode. I, I I don't know, having not watched it, but just with you talking about, it, I just I don't. I, I'm just I'm I'm not I, I'm not a completionist at all. Oh yeah, you would. Like, and honestly, if I wasn't reviewing it for the channel, I might have stopped watching it by this point too, because it, it hasn't. I mean. There's nothing about the story that has grabbed me at all. I mean, I um, I know I, mean, it, I wasn't done. Oh, Steve. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> oh, God forbid! God forbid! I interrupt you because you can you never let her? Can you let her talk? <laughs> can I get a word in, Edgel? Thank Excuse goodness. me, sir. Sir. Excuse me, right. sir. Actually, I apologize. But I, I think I think it would be interesting to talk like to, to do um not really a review but to use a show to talk about you know story and writing and um i i but you know and we could call it trek disparagingly ah i like that um <laughs> but I, 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 just, I don't think i can make it through a he's whole trying really he's trying bad. quickly to change the subject no no no. i would love that i would love that <laughs> to go I back love to his point no but i just um, i don't I, know I, if i could i don't know if i could do it <laughs> the bully yeah, you, pulpit is back to you steve please you have a very low tolerance you have a low tolerance for for bad stuff dana and you're like, i yeah. just life is too short you guys that's whereas, what, that, whereas steve will watch an entire season of titans now you're gonna do it every fucking now you're gonna do it and watch the second like he talks about all about how bad that first season was i watched the entire second season <sighs> It's like watching him burn himself on a stove over a stove burner on purpose. Over and, and like, over and over again. Why are you and, doing and that? Then, and then take a break for like months and then be like Time to know? burn myself on the stove again. <laughs> Maybe if I touch it this time it won't hurt. <laughs> um Arcane Flame says I love this I, question. Arcane because I, I think it's mostly teasing, but I do I do take a slight uh, a slight objection to it. Uh, Arcane Flame says, uh, Steve has been down on Trek since Buster Keaton was on Disco. Was that his high point of Trek and everything goes down from there because nothing can compare to Keaton on Trek? No, that was yes. really cool, though. That was really cool because not only not only did they watch a Buster Keaton movie on an episode of Discovery, they watched my favorite Buster Keaton movie, uh -huh. which, is a, which is also my favorite movie, period. And mm -hmm. that was really cool. Um, 
But I've liked other, I mean, I, 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 there were a couple episodes from Discovery this past season that I thought were excellent. It's just overall, the season eventually kind of wandered off, and I was just like, oh, geez, they completely lost control of this thing <laughs> you know but but there, but there were there were some some episodes from this most recent season that i thought were excellent and boy um, i want to commit that amount of time for two good episodes of a season yeah. you had 10 shots you weren't doing a 24 you know if you yeah. i mean like on the old star trek you got 24 episodes 12 of them were good that was a good season right yeah. sure two out of ten isn't a great record and i'm just that's why i tried i tried to start watching it again oh oh, oh and couldn't. that's 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 like our football team <laughs> <laughs> no, I, i'll I, tell I you what we're doing better than that in more recent years but we had we had some seasons where it was just not good and like I, some of our like our wrestling team was great but uh, you're but, absolutely right arcane flame is that the person that asked the question yes 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 you're absolutely right that's exactly what happened <laughs> I, I saw Buster Ke as soon as I saw the next episode and Buster Keaton wasn't in it I was like here's, here's the scene he was watching it that scene came up where they were watching Buster Keaton all the blood rushed to Steve's head he came up <laughs> elated and happy yes and nothing was going to match that from that point but Steve didn't realize that I was, he's like, like, was, say, I was so giddy I can't like wait to see what Buster Keaton yeah yeah. It's like what they say oh, about wonder, drugs. I wonder you know, if they'll watch a Charlie you, Chaplin you movie in the next that episode. First high. <laughs> you keep chasing that first high and you never get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's and you're right. You're right. Um, but speaking of Star Trek shows, uh Jason, since you are now, I think against your will, or at least or at least without your prior knowledge, a Paramount Plus subscriber now. Um, yeah. I would I would be curious to hear either just, you know, privately between the two of us or, you know, on one of our extended versions of late seating when we do that for the patrons. Um, sure. If, if you watched an episode or two of Star Trek Prodigy and see what you thought no. of that. Because, <laughs> because I, I that, that of all of the new shows, that is the one that I expected to like the least going in just uh -huh. because, just because it's aimed at kids. It's like, it's, it's designed to be a kid's show. And I figured, well, it just, it just won't be for me, you know? Um, and I have really enjoyed it and it's, and it, it's it, the, it's like multi-episode story Let me, let me put it to you this way. Let me put it to you this way. I'll put it to you this way. Um, I'll sure I'll watch it. I, I will admit I had been a little bit curious about it mm -hmm. just because it's geared towards children. Doesn't mean jack shit. And I'll give you this example. Um, the guy who's currently doing the Mandalorian, Dave Filoni, yeah, was doing uh. <laughs> series. We're doing series for television that were better than anything that was being produced by the studio. Yeah. Okay. He did Rebels, which is my personal favorite. Um, but he had really taken and created characters that became fan favorites, right? Mm -hmm. Like Ahsoka. Everyone hated Ahsoka when that character first first debuted. I, it was on Clone Wars, I think. Mm -hmm. It was Clone Wars. And then she made some appearances in Rebels. And now, very smartly, they said, hey, Dave, how would you like to take over and do the Mandalorian? And they, he said, yes, and The Mandalorian is the best Star Wars thing that has come out since the original movies. They're better. The Mandalorian is better than the fucking 
uh, sequels that came after were much better than the prequels. Oh, um, yeah. So don't, <laughs> if the same thing happens where the studio gives the talented writers and the people with real imagination a thing that they consider just for kids doesn't mean that those people won't get recognized if they're doing good work. And yeah. with any luck, they could take those writers and say, hey, we're developing a new live action series. What would you like to do with it? And maybe those writers, because the ones they have now are shit. And I'm going to just say that out loud. They're just, I don't, I haven't been impressed with any of it. I've really become disinterested in what's currently yeah. going on in Trek. Um, well, no, I'm not disappointed. It's just Trek I don't like. I'm not, it's not it's like not it's stabbing me in the back. It, it, well, it's, it's not, no, it's not yeah, the first time. It's not the first time. That's what a lot of people, no, 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 a, a lot no, no, of Yeah, but, but, but at the same time, like, I, you know, being a Star Wars fan and, you know, mm -hmm. I remember how, I, I remember what it's like. And I mean, that, that was a pivotal experience for me mm -hmm. um, was, was when the, when the prequels came out and it, it was crushing. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. that, that was, I mean, that, that, that's very much shaped how I, I mean, how I still think about movies that are coming out. It's like, oh God, please don't let it suck, please don't let it suck. I mean, mm -hmm. and, and, and other things too. And so when there's something that you love, you want the new stuff with it to be good. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously you'd like it to be like fabulous. Sure. And sometimes it's not, but if it's good, it's like, okay. That's great. I can still enjoy it. But when it comes out and it's just like so bad that you don't like it at all, mm -hmm. that just sucks. I mean, yes, you do yeah. still have the, the other stuff that you love that you can go back to. And that's great. But mm -hmm. man, when, when you had your hopes up and then they get dashed and it's on and, and it, it's dealing with something that, that isn't that matters to you that you care about. Mm -hmm. It sucks. It does yeah. suck. Yeah. But I mean, well, I'm not going to discount Prod Prodigy is computer animated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And and that does kind of remind me of like Rebels and, and the other mm -hmm. things that are because yeah. those shows actually made me give a shit about characters that I didn't like. Mm -hmm. Like like for example, Anakin Skywalker. Didn't care for him in the prequels, mm -hmm. did not give a damn. But it was when they introduced Ahsoka and they got a chance to develop Anakin's character. Yes. Oh, okay. Now I kind of like this guy. It makes yeah. more sense. They were more. He wasn't being written by George Lucas. It wasn't. His... <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's it's true. And then, here, Jason. Jason, mm -hmm. are you sorry? No, uh, for what? You, you you said he's not written by George Lucas. And then you said I'm sorry. Oh no, there's... I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. That he isn't <laughs> Let's be clear on that. Oh well, no, no. You said I'm and sorry. Also, and also, I want to agree with someone sorry. else. You said that about George Lucas. No, I also no, want to agree that, that John Favreau has had a lot to do with the Mandalorian as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would they... actually, I would actually rather give more credit to John Favreau because I'm not nearly as impressed by Filoni as you are. But I am. I mean, <laughs> I, I whatever. Know, I, I know. I, I know. Yeah. But I think... but. but... I think yeah. Filoni, Filoni's greatest strength is also his greatest liability, which is he's a huge fucking nerd. And, uh, and I think often when you have someone writing or, or being a showrunner for a mm -hmm. thing that they're a huge nerd for, that the nerdiness gets in the way of them being a writer. And I think, especially with the second season of The Mandalorian, that happened big mm -hmm. time with Filoni. I see. No, no, here's, I, I strongly disagree with you. Mm -hmm. I strongly disagree with you. Because... What a shock. What a shock. <laughs> So, 
yes, Filoni's a huge nerd, but I think he was really good about reining that in. But I think the money saw that the, the, the fan service was popular and they pushed for more of it. Yeah, I think that I think the studio that, did. Push they for knew more that fan he service. had the, the the know how to to make it fit and make it at least make sense. I guarantee you, that's 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 investor push. I um, think. See, I, yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. I do. Th I think season one of the Mandalorian. Right. I, I think see. <laughs> I think season one of the Mandalorian definitely. I I would argue that they did a good job. Actually, I mean, I did. There was very little fan service at all in the first season of The Mandalorian, which, looking back, is one of the things that I really, really liked about it was that it was a Star Wars thing, but it felt different. It felt fresh. It wasn't just you know, it was new characters and you know, new stories and situations that were set apart from what the movies had been about. Um, and then in season two, it was like, well, anyway, never mind that. Here's a bunch of Easter eggs. You know, mm -hmm. and yeah. I was like, and, and, you know, my, and because I know that Filoni is a huge fucking nerd and a, and, and a prequels apologist, uh, you know, I've sort of, I, I instinctively just kind of shook my fist and went, Filoni, you fucking nerd, you ruined well, it. Well, he you is know? a prequels apologist because he managed to take the base stuff in the prequels mm -hmm. and turn it into something good. Yeah. And that was that, that was the main thing is that he turned characters he really examined for example the clone troopers were nothing in the in the in the uh in the movies they were nothing and he managed to take the clone troopers and really examine jesus these are people yes. these are actually these are people that <laughs> they yeah they may be clones but they're actually people and they're being used and manipulated in some pretty heinous ways mm -hmm. to get them to do the bidding of what is going to become the empire, and he doesn't let us forget that, right? They're not in no, the no, movies. No, 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 no. Better yeah. than that. Better than that. He does let us forget that, and then he goes back and reminds. Oh, that's true. He does it's let us so forget good. it, and then he comes yes. back in. Yes. In which he reminds. Oh, by the way, these people. Guess what? They're people, and he gets you to care about them. They're all clones, but he manages. Poor. Uh, who was doing the voice work for it? Was it? Uh, <laughs> I don't was know, it, but yeah. That guy worked like crazy. Because he was doing the voice of every single clone trooper in the show. Now we're talking about Star Wars. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> but, um, but I think that Star Trek right now, their main their mainline writers for the current current group of shows aren't good. And I, I know you don't care about canon, and I know you don't care about stuff, but it often feels like the people who are writing these shows had Star Trek described to them. And not that yeah. they watch them. And yeah. that's my main problem with the show is, yes, I, I'm i the person that says, let's do something different. Now, if this had been a show about not Starfleet people, like not at all, like some other group or something like that, do something like Firefly, but in Star Trek, where they're not part of the Federation, or maybe they're actively trying to get around Federation rules and regulations, but yeah. it was set in the same universe. They could write whatever they want, but if they're going to have Starfleet people doing Starfleet things, they better goddamn feel like Starfleet. Yeah, yeah it, should, I, it should make sense. That's something that I have found interesting, especially now that you and I finally have, Jay, you and I, Jason, have a, um, a, a season of the new shows that we both agree on. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. unfortunately, yeah. it's that we, we both think that it's bad. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like, 
and, and I, I get it now that I've been giving negative reviews to the uh, to the Picard episodes. Um, I've had a lot of people leaving comments on my videos and being like, yeah, and they're and like and, and they're making a lot of the same criticisms that, that you've made that I that that. I just either don't agree with or don't mm -hmm. think are important, you know, like, like, oh, it's like, it's like, like you said, it's like, they've never seen Star Trek, you know, or they don't know anything about Star Trek. And I don't know if that's true. And even if it is, I personally, I don't think that's a problem. I don't care about that. My well, problem, I mean, Nick Meyer didn't know anything about Star that, Trek that, when he that, wrote, but that, yeah, that's, that's, that, that's the example I always go to because he was the best Star Trek director, but he and, knew the characters. Well, right. He didn't do anything with the characters that was too extreme or too out of character or too weird, right? When when he sat down and he wrote he wrote Wrath of Khan, right? He co-wrote um, and directed. He co-wrote yeah, it. Yeah. I think the co-writer probably put in a lot of the stuff, like, well, Kirk wouldn't do that, and Spock wouldn't do this, and McCoy definitely would never say that. No one says "kiss my ass," you know, or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So he had. I, I think. It, I think. But I think the characters can be described to you. You know what I mean? And then once you have a sense of the characters, if you go with the, if, and you understand the feel of the story, you, you know what it should feel like. You should have a sense of it. Yeah. Well, that's you don't the thing have is, to have the, the rest like, of the trappings. When, when, you know, it used to be a very common thing in TV uh, going back, you know, decades ago where, a writer would come in to write an episode of a show and they weren't necessarily experts on the show. They knew the basic mm -hmm. premise. They knew the basic characters. They had an idea for a good story. They would maybe discuss it with some of the producers to make sure that they, you know, got everything oh. right. But they weren't like, they weren't nerds for the show. You know what I mean? They did. They, they hadn't seen mm -hmm. every episode. They hadn't memorized everything about it. And it usually turned out fine because you don't need to be and you don't need to have an encyclopedic knowledge of of the show in order to be a good writer for it. Um, I would say I would say, in fact, because someone mentioned earlier, like, oh, Steve, you know so much about Star Trek. Personally, I think if if you if you have that level of product knowledge, but you're not able or willing to set it aside in order to tell a good story, then that uh -huh. is then it becomes a liability. Uh -huh. Because then because then you end up with stuff like, unfortunately, like a lot of what the second season of Picard has been and like a lot of what Lower Decks is, even though it's meant to be a comedy, it's not trying to be a serious show, but still it's the same thing. It's just clutter. It's just extraneous yeah. stuff that you throw in because you're a nerd and you like, oh, people like to uh -huh. see this and people like to yeah, see this. It's, it's harder. It, it detracts from the story. It's, it, I mean, it's, there's a reason that murder your darlings is a thing. And it, what you're talking about, Steve, is is it's harder when you have more darlings. Like when you're really into the show, yeah. you have more darlings, and you have to be willing to say, "Well, this is not in service of these characters and this particular story." Sure, maybe that's great, something I can use somewhere else, but I have to take it out of this and save it for where it fits better because it doesn't fit here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my my biggest complaints about all of the live action shows up to this point, including the seasons of Discovery that I have mostly liked is that the season long storytelling has been mostly kind of bad and and it's it's a little frustrating that they've now done they've done four seasons of discovery and now two seasons of picard and they haven't figured that out yet and it's not like it's impossible because there are other shows that have done serialized storytelling with mm -hmm 
with with <laughs> 10 with 6 8 10 13 episode runs so it's it's not the number of episodes that's the problem because some people say well they need more episodes you know daredevil no, on don't. netflix daredevil on netflix had 13 episodes the first season of that was fucking great um there may have been a, it, it there may have been a couple episodes here and there in those 13 that maybe felt a little off or a little sluggish but overall you finish that yeah. season and your feeling is not like oh that was a badly paced show um with with the star trek shows even the even the seasons that i have liked it's there are there are stretches of it where you're like what were they thinking there you know like why can't they figure this out and they haven't figured it out yet. And and this current season of Picard, it's worse than it's ever been to the point where I'm thinking it's just a bad show. Like it's not a show that has some problems. It's a bad show because it's so poorly written on a basic structural level. And, you know, that's and that's a little bit frustrating when it's like this is their sixth try at this <laughs> and, and they're getting worse at it, you know? Mm. Well, mm. I. That 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 most recent comment by Brad is very sweet. What I mean, he's not, he's completely right. Obviously, that, that he thinks Lower Decks is very funny. Oh, and not as funny as Ensign's Log, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank <laughs> you. But he's totally right. We try. Self praise is cheap praise, and our show is very different from Lower Decks. But I agree, our show is way funnier than Lower Decks. No, oh, thank well, you, Steve. Self praise may be cheap praise, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. I mean, it's not fair. It's not fair because I'm on the show, and of course, I'm biased. And and our show is very different, you know. But I, I to me, it's not even a contest. Our show is way funnier than Lower. One of the things that I try to avoid is that I want to make sure that the people are following the main characters and not tuning in for member berries. Remember, remember yeah, exactly. this. Remember exactly. this. Remember oh. this from the show? Oh, yeah. Remember this from the show? We have, <laughs> we do have it in it. We, there are things in the show that directly lead to what's happening with the main characters, but that are, I would like to think that the show is character driven and the comedy is character driven. Well, and, me, with, with me being in there, it's certainly not about what's going on in the show. <laughs> I don't know. Y'all tell me, and I'm like, wait, let me write that down. And we've made that as part of your character as well. Yeah, but see, um, and that's an and that's that's uh, Dana's relative lack of Star Trek knowledge is is an example of what I was talking about earlier. She doesn't need to know everything about Star Trek in order to do good on our show. She just needs to be good at playing her characters, which she is. You know, that's all she needs. People to worry are about. people are asking questions in the thing, and we've oh. been just <laughs> arguing about Star Wars. <laughs> so, Bobby Tower says. Bobby Tower says, how much do you think the streaming format detracts from the viewing experience? Not at all. Uh, yeah, me, me either. I don't think that's an issue at all. Unless, of course, I mean, here's the inherent risk. If you're streaming a show and all the episodes are out and you have the full season there and you can binge it, you're more likely to binge the entire thing than, say, the. I'll honestly, this is the honest truth. The only reason I'm watching Picard season two is because for some reason I found out that we had it. My wife got it for something completely unrelated, and I decided, you know what, I really didn't like season one of Picard, I was not interested in season two, and Steve seems to be suffering alone. So I will... <laughs> I, will I will add to the suffering and we can bitch to each other. Yeah, and so I started watching it, I don't like it, but I can also see 
I think it was very funny that midway or about midway through the season, they put out a hastily made trailer for season three. <laughs> where they said, oh, 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 guess what's going to happen next season? All the original cast members are back. You're going to want to watch that. Because I have a sneaking suspicion that because they're only dropping these once a week, the likelihood that someone's going to give a shit and come back to watch the next episode of Picard isn't that high. If Steve wasn't watching Picard, I wouldn't be watching Picard right now. Right. I'm only doing it so I can commiserate with him when I text him. At eleven thirty at night, what did I text you yesterday when I watched me, it? it I, was, uh, oh, it was funny. Let me let me look it up and and I, I will. I will eleven thirty at night now. Eleven thirty at night, your time? His time, my time. Okay, our, okay. our time. I was, yeah. I was like, what? I make that? general assumptions that Steve doesn't sleep. And, and actually, so... it was it wasn't quite that late. It was nine thirty my time, but I was still okay. Good. Um, All right. But okay, first you said you need to let go of your hope for Picard. <laughs> To everyone who says I'm just hating on it. Uh, no, no, no. I, I do. I would love for it to get better. Um, and then you said, next episode, Picard almost remembers his potty training trauma. <laughs> I put the almost in there because that's everything in, this, in, in Picard is almost. Yeah. We it almost reminded... find out what's going on, you know. It reminds me the Picard stuff with like you know suddenly remembering like this childhood trauma. It reminded me, and I I never thought I would ever be able to say that something from Star Trek reminded me of an old Andrew Dice Clay routine. But for the first time ever, Star Trek made me think of an Andrew Dice Clay routine where he did a line about how he oh. he went to he went to a Barbara Streisand concert. And Barbara Streisand, like, introduced a song by describing, like, something bad that happened to her as a child. And he gets really frustrated with this. And he goes, why is it when these people get to be 50 and 60, all the shit that happened when they were three years old is fucking bothering them? <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm like, that's Picard. <laughs> mm -hmm. like... No, 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 no. See, see with, with that, it's because of our American... Uh, healthcare system. It's when they get to be successful and rich and can afford a therapist who points out that there's all this terrible stuff that happened to them when they were a kid, and the rest of us just don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -mm. Are there more questions? In there? Um, there may be, but I'm starting to squeak. Yeah, we can. Uh, we we can wrap up because <laughs> yeah, it's it's getting close to Dana's bedtime. I'm it's getting close to my bedtime too, but... as as you, as I do. You are pumpkining. Pumpkin. Yeah. I'm pumpkining. Yeah. That's okay. Me and Jason will hang out for several more hours off the air and yeah. talk about Let's talk about Picard. Fine. Talk about Picard. But go, anyway, go, so go talk about any... your star torque track. Our very... star, star torque. Star torque. <laughs> that's that that's gonna be, go, talk, that's... go talk. Go talk about star torque. That's going to be Fast and Furious Ten. Star oh, torque. Oh, star torque. <laughs> I mean, they they're they're basically driving cars in space anyway. I can't wait um, until they're on the moon. I cannot wait until they're on the moon. <laughs> I want to see. I want. I want to see that 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 lunar buggy race. I do too. I oh. can't wait. This is the the dumbest, most popular fr franchise in the world, and I oh, love every no, 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 every last dumb moment of it. I'm so glad I've never paid money to see it in the theater. But <laughs> oh boy, currently. But remember, there were quite a few Police Academy movies too. That's yeah, true. but they, they don't oh match. They don't match it. They don't hold a candle to the Fast and Furious. No, movies. and they weren't nearly as expensive to make. <laughs> nope. 
Well, everything oh. was cheaper back in the day. One one last question from Meta who asks, uh, and then we'll wrap up. Meta says, uh, I was wondering how you guys feel about the Klingons in Discovery. Jason? Meh. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what they look like. A lot of people are upset about how they look like. Eh. But they didn't feel like Klingons to me. You know, we had established Klingons pretty well up until that point, And now we have this this prequel series and we're reintroducing the Klingons and they're mm. also different. And aside from the weird thing that can send a message and, um, you know, and all of the Klingon politics and what were, they just didn't feel like Klingons to me. That was the only, that was the only thing that, that bothered me. I mean, um, I don't, like I said, I don't care what they look like. If someone wanted to go ahead and re redesign the Andorians so they looked more like insects, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I'd have a problem if they changed who the Andorians were, right? Mm -hmm. How, what was already established um, for the for these. At that point, just make your own fucking science fiction show. Stop, <laughs> don't just, just you or know, just plenty make, of other up, people are doing a, it. Or make up a new Star Trek alien. And just make yeah, them or, or make up a new here's something make up something new how about that yeah you could make up something new the universe is big and you can yeah. make up just fucking anybody oh we've already the cardassians came from nowhere but they apparently in, yeah. we had had a war with them yeah fairly recently <laughs> that, off that war. <laughs> and no one went whoa where did they come from we introduced them gradually, and then they became like a major part of DS9, and then they disappeared like a fart in the wind from the rest of from the rest of the shows. Um, but it didn't bother me that they were introducing this new group of of, of aliens, and I liked yeah. it. They were they were not Romulans, which I don't think they ever figured out what Romulans were. No. I, I have the sneaking suspicion they just never figured out what they're, Romulans were. They're sneaky Vulcans. They're sneaky Vulcans. They're sneaky Vulcans. Mm -hmm. But eventually they just became Vulcans. Yeah. With emotions. That's it. Vulcan, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, um, I didn't care about how they looked either. The Klingons and Discovery. I, mm -hmm. the, the only thing I've ever said about it was because they did look so different. It took me like an episode or two to adjust to it. But after that, it was fine. Like, and, and it was mm. never, it was never something I was upset about. Like a lot of people yeah. had a really, a really like visceral, oh my God, they ruined the Klingons. Like I never thought that or felt that at mm -hmm. all. I just thought, okay, that's different. I'm going to have to get used to that. There and were other did, things to be fine. upset about. Well, and, but the other thing, my biggest problem with the Klingons in the first season of Discovery, and again, it, as with most of my problems with the newer shows, it's like a structural thing. They, they spent a lot of time on, on the Klingons in the show, but ultimately very little of what the Klingons did wound up being important. Nah. You know, it felt like we did spend a lot of time, like we got to see Klingon ships and Klingon costumes and see a little bit about Klingon politics, et cetera, et cetera. But none sure. of it really mattered. Nope. It didn't really make a difference. So mm -hmm. why do I why do I care about the great houses coming together to light the signal or whatever? Like it doesn't matter. It didn't mean anything to the ultimate. They had a whole war with the Klingons in that first season that was that barely even factored into the story. Well, remember like... they switched gears in that first season when we all of a sudden were in the mirror universe. They spent the, like four episodes. The time. They spent four straight episodes in the mirror universe. Like, yeah, that, so no, my problem with the Klingons was nothing about they, they, that they were different. It was, 
they didn't. That they were anything. poorly written. Yeah, exactly. They just were like, here's some Klingon stuff that we're going to spend a lot of time. And same thing with the Romulans in the first season of Picard, to be honest. They dumped a bunch of new information about the Romulans that uh-huh. meant nothing. Like, why do nope. I give a fuck about the history, about the culture of the Romulans? <laughs> it makes no logical sense. It shouldn't even be here. We shouldn't we should have, have to do this. <laughs> we shouldn't have to do this. Whoever wrote this episode should die. <laughs> No, it's uh, my problems with Discovery was the Discovery should have should have been called uh, Michael Burnham because <laughs> she's the central. It, it, it is a character centric, single character centric show. Following following one person, people could say that oh, it was the same with with TOS because Kirk was the central character. Yeah, but but I mean, I just got tired of watching her cry. I just got tired of it. And I quite honestly, when she started the war with the Klingons, I wrote her off. I was like, I don't care what she learns. I don't care what, shouldn't she already know that as part of Starfleet? Shouldn't she know that already? <laughs> don't start As a wars. graduate of, Star, of Starfleet Academy, that th- this is something that maybe you shouldn't do, but whatever. Um, I agree with the person that said we should explore the Gorn. Yeah, we should, but we're not gonna. Wanna know why? Money. <laughs> the Gorn, the no. Gorn would be would be expensive. Just make no, make him look exactly like they looked in classic Trek. Okay, that works. And, and and put and put that old school, like cheesy looking Gorn next to one of the new fancy Klingons from Discovery, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. you know is exactly what the fuck I would do because it would explode yeah. the nerds' heads, and I'd be like, yeah, that's right. And as far as the only thing that I, I told Steve this, the only thing that I'm looking forward to is Strange New Worlds. The yeah. preview did not blow my skirt up. I was not, that didn't make me excited for the show. Um, but considering the writing that has been in the previous live action series, <laughs> I'm, I'm holding out hope that it's good, but uh, we'll see because I love Pike. I just do. Yeah. Pike um, from and, season two and of the Disco was the best really episodes, the best episodes of, of Discovery were Pike um yeah. in those in that season and so we'll see we'll see i don't know yeah, yeah. ensign gorn I, <laughs> ensign gorn and, and uh, who is a who is a gorn and mm-hmm. his name is gorn i'd love it <laughs> I, I i think they need there was on, on i follow the uh some of the writers of the new shows on twitter and when they were writing i think it was either season one or season two of discovery they had a little like a gorn bobblehead or like a gorn uh funko pop thing it was like a little gorn action figure that they uh-huh. kept on that they kept on their desk and it was kind of like a like a mascot of the writer's room and they uh-huh. called him and they called him jason gorn <laughs> So I would like to did. see I would like to see Jason Gorn become an official Star Trek character. So we could have <laughs> Jason Gorn. And yeah, but he talks like a Gorn. He doesn't speak English. He's like, <laughs> yes, no translate. There's no universal translator for him. Well, no, everybody. It's like Chewbacca. Everybody understands him. Oh, okay, that works. Except us. We don't understand. The audience doesn't understand him, but everybody. Well, there's a lizardy thing on Discovery, right? Is that supposed Linus. to be a Gorn? Yeah, no, he's not. No, a he gorn. can't I, be a gorn. He can't he, be a gorn. Yeah. He's supposed to be a saurian. Okay, so that's where the brandy comes. I from. just so want, I like want, that. I want the three-armed dude that was in the animated series. <laughs> yeah, maybe he'll be three, in the new movie because they three have to arms replace and three legs. They have to replace Chekhov in the new Kelvin movie because unfortunately Anton Yelchin died, so they could replace him with uh, that would be cool guy from animated series. Yeah, depends on who they get to write it. True. 
you know, important. if it's Simon Pegg, then yeah, I could see that happening. If it's, you know, one of JJ's friends, I'm going to, I'm just, I don't know. Brad, Brad Freeman in the chat, a spe referencing Captain Pike says, save him from the beep chair, please. No. <laughs> No, no, we can't. That's the whole point of his character now. That's what makes his choice in the Valley of, of the Shadow when he takes the time crystal and seals his fate. That's what makes that such a meaningful act because he's knowingly choosing to mm -hmm. ac accept that fate. That's that's the yeah. whole. Yeah, that's yeah. You can't know. God, you I would you could you can never change that. That would be horrible. That would be a. You know, it was one of the only truly stunning things from that season yeah it was, was that it was, scene yeah it's it's one of the most effective emotional beats of that the the series has done maybe the most because it's like this is a guy doing a truly heroic thing and we kind of did save him from the beep chair because That's uh, true, yeah. the, the jason character helped spock get him to um you know that, that band planet which one is it again terra Ta uh, talos Ta talos, talos four, uh, yeah. to talos four so he is free of the beep chair yeah. I mean, granted, it's a, it's a it's a fantasy, but I mean, he's happy, right? Yeah. Please, exactly. please, please, writers of Star Trek, please don't go back there to find out that he's miserable. Please. He's actually really sad. Yeah. Um, Next pick. Okay, so Dana is. It's 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 Dana's bedtime. So I think we should wrap up the show. Fine. <laughs> hey, this guy's just kind of, uh, I'm over here on the East Coast, like a normal person, instead of your weird, the, like, The coast that time. counts. The coast that counts. <laughs> that um, anyway. Anyway, so, um, thanks everybody for being with us. Uh, we yeah, thank you for listening to the show, except for Adelical Bacon. And, um... <laughs> and maybe they'll listen to it at some point. Maybe, well, who knows? Maybe she'll get trapped under something and the only thing she'll have is her iPhone. And she'll oh, be like, well, just, while I'm trapped. I'll have to listen yeah. to this podcast finally, I guess. <laughs> Maybe while they're moving all the way across country, while they're driving, they can listen to the podcast. Ah, mm -hmm. yes, indeed. Um, but yeah, so we're glad you guys joined us for this. We're glad you're listening yes. to the show and that you enjoy yes, the show. Yes, thank you. And hopefully you'll like season five because we're going to start season five tomorrow. That's right. We're going to start it tomorrow. That's why she needs to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Now, why Steve and I don't? That's right, because we don't. I mean, I I'm basically already my character. I'm in character right now. Well, You're not, I, I also also I'm, I'm I'm having I'm having lunch with my mommy and daddy. Oh. Before we do. Oh, that's right, because we're 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 doing it on Easter. Well, oh, that's right. Tomorrow is Easter, isn't it? It's mm -hmm. e well, yeah. I mean, it's Easter, but it's also the weekend <laughs> so oh, i can true. have lunch with people <laughs> it's, it's I, I don't know maybe it's because of easter but i have had lunch with my parents on like non-holiday days so whatever weirdo chief dancing ostrich ostrich, ostrich. I, I don't know what that means but we you're welcome i you didn't we didn't <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome i don't <laughs> You didn't do anything that made us frustrated, I don't think. I'm going to rescan the chat. Jason, you obviously weren't paying enough attention to the chat. I wasn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> what happened? Uh, apparently, Chief Dancing Ushers did something terrible, and we put up with it. Well, I obviously. I did not see, so there uh, you go. Chief, I think Chief no Dancing harm, Ostrich No harm, no foul. Is, Chief Dancing Ostrich is often very self-effacing in the chat, so I think that's... Oh, okay. Yeah. No, 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 no effort needed to put up with you, but thanks for joining us. Yes. 
and we'll we'll see you out there in the quadrant. Yes, as the All human adventure stuff. continues. Ugh, okay, yeah, that too. <laughs> wow, so bitter. Anyway, <laughs> bye right. everybody. Thanks for watching. Bye everybody. Bye. The Ensign's Log is a Lemmy Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives, Dana Cole, and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Music, Secret of Tiki Island, composed and performed by Kevin MacLeod. Find all of Kevin's music at incompetech.com. You can find more Lemmy Listen podcasts at lemmylistenpodcast.com. And if you like what we do, you can support us on Patreon at patreon slash lemmylisten. And thanks for listening.